So we're on the high wind. How how are you all today? I'm doing all right. How are you? I woke up like 40 minutes ago, and then I spent the last 40 minutes diagnosing problems with my audio interface. So my <laughs> my my mind is not here. I'm gonna be like very much relying on you guys today. I'm gonna be like, here's what here's what's gonna be. It's gonna be like um. We're gonna be like a old. You're gonna be like old cartoon doctors, where you like hold the stretcher and go hop 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 hop. Injured person on the stretcher. Exactly. So like, I'm gonna be on the stretcher today for this episode, and you all can just like <laughs> like carry me around. And we're gonna have to successfully like, do a weekend at Bernie's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> situation here for Curtis uh, on this right. episode that is just jam-packed with nothing but full throttle action the whole time. <laughs> Definitely a good one to uh, to have this problem in. <laughs> <laughs> um, last time, if you remember, uh, we had crazy cool motorcycle ladies that uh, became a part of the party, kind of, <laughs> because, or I guess not really the party because Snow is not with the party, um, but he did receive the item, the the Shiva uh, Idolin, right? The, yeah, it was like the Idolite or something like that. Idolith, that's it. Yeah. Idolith, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like the Millerite, like the Miller. Time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now we're... Uh, oh, wait, I guess we should also say that this is the Every FNFF podcast. And, nah, uh, fuck my you, name's Carl. Uh, my name's Curtis, Sleepyhead but that's is Sleepy Curtis. <laughs> yeah, Sleepy Curtis, as they know me. And I'm Alex. <laughs> yeah, we're we're back at it. Um, th- there's a lot of fucking cutscenes in this episode. It's a lot of um, dialogue, and then when we do get to some of the gameplay, it's pretty weird. Um, we'll get to it when we get to it, but I feel like it's kind of just like the test is like the 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 practice is over now is the test with the systems that we've learned. Practice, um, yeah, yeah. In the in terms of the battle system, so there's not really too much going on in the next section that I've played up to so far. Um, but it took me a fucking long time to get there. Um, so I'm excited <laughs> to talk about that a little bit. But we got a really cool ass cutscene here, where uh, if you remember last time, Snow got uh, karate chopped, uh, Vegeta style. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're like, oh, dinner's not for another hour, and then he just passes out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was taken by the uh, the mystery army or whatever they were, and uh, led by that. They that might woman. be Psycom, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? They don't. They actually don't know. I, I assumed that they were Guardian Corps because of their different like outfits, but I don't think there's any reason to believe that, is there? Yeah, I recognize their design from when I was populating their enemy intel, but I do not remember what they were called. So yeah, okay. yeah I, I just kind of assume it's like an affiliation that we haven't seen yet, maybe, uh, just because, I mean... If Psycom is like the cops, maybe these are like... Because they look a little more like, more knight-like, so maybe they're more associated with uh, Sanctum or something. Yeah, they're the uh, they're the knight... The nighttime cops, they're the one, the security... <laughs> the Paul Blarts. Who, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. Make sure that no one's robbing the H and M when the mall is closed. <laughs> uh, my older brother actually did that in a uh, in a local dead mall, um, which is pretty cool. Robbed an H and M. Yeah, he robbed an H and M. No, he yeah. worked security. <laughs> oh, okay, that's what I was hearing too. I was like, "Wow, you're admitting to crimes <laughs> live on the podcast." That's he said okay. that that was his version of film school because he just brought a mini DVD player and watched like every single movie he could find by renting it from a <laughs> blockbuster. Like every movie that someone has ever said, "Hey, you should check out this movie." He just watched that instead of doing his security job. That's actually awesome. <laughs> Didn't have a sun coast at this mall. They might have honestly. I don't. I don't quite remember. It was around that era. Um, <laughs> But speaking of Suncoast, uh, where you can buy many, many videos, we have many, many videos in this episode. 
Um, starting with this one, which was super cool, where uh, we kind of see that that ship that uh, the rest of the party, you know, Saz, Hope, uh, Vanille, Lightning, you know, I think that's everyone, right? Uh, yeah. I keep I keep reading data log entries, and I feel like they keep saying like most of the party, but then they stop caring about that, and they're like, and the rest, and I just laugh every time. <laughs> um, the snowless goons. We can call yeah. it Saz and the gang. Saz, Saz is sassy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Saz is sassy. What's, squad. A, what's a word that begins with S that means gang? Squad. Squad. Fuck, dude, man. Yeah. Um, but we do get to kind of see that ship Siesta. that we we came up to um, last episode. And Apparently, is not missing an engine. Or if it is, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Or if it is, like, Saz is just such a good pilot that he does not need an engine. Uh, I like that it, um, when it takes off, um, instead of it leaving, like, just, I mean, it does uh, let off, like, little blue streaks of energy, but it also, like, leaves these little glyphy, like, puffs behind it. Like, they almost look like it echoes. It's weird. Like, there's little, like, glyphs. Yeah, I can see what you them. mean. Yeah. Like a trail. It's like when you have your uh, your cursor set to, like, to do the trail thing back in like, the 90s. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but it's like leaving like uh, little runes behind it. This is actually the chemtrails of the uh, Final Fantasy 13 world, so uh, it's a little fucked up. That's how the government controls everyone. This is Sanctum technology. Um, I just paused on a really, really good picture of Lightning's face that I have to take. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do like the way it launches off too. It looks like it's on like a uh, like a Kirby's air ride unicycle thing, like the big wheel that he's just on. Uh, and it doesn't look like just a big slingshot. They just fling the yeah. Like it takes off with this like wheel, but it's it's like not. Or it's like a railgun type of thing where it just like uses magnets to just fucking yeah, fling this it, thing it, out, <laughs> which is kind of cool. I'm, I'm sure that's like there's that prototype satellite launcher that is using a centrifugal force to just throw a satellite into the atmosphere instead of <laughs> using rockets. <laughs> Sounds cool. But yeah, they take off uh, with many G-force uh, towards the, uh, you know, the giant hangar door thing in the ceiling of uh, this the hanging base. edge. Yeah. Hanging edge. Or I can't believe it. We're like seven episodes into the season and like, we're still in the fucking hanging edge. <laughs> Yeah, like is this? I guess this is still, is this still cocoon, or is this oh, yeah. outside? Yeah, yeah. We're still in the sub, the sub, sub world. So Lake Brescia was in cocoon. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so We're like the bottom. I, I see. Okay. It's it's hard to tell. Like I, I assume that like we probably are in at the bottom of cocoon, but like because it's like a halo situation or whatever, like we're. Yeah. Um, the ceiling is also the ground. Imagine, if you will, a spherical halo. It's a spherical, a sphero, and uh, <laughs> it, it's it's hard to say where underground is. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. could be like toward the top of it. Later, I, because of just from context clues, I think we're underground in relation to the inside world. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So like, there's the in, so there's the inside, the inside out planet of cocoon we are underground in relation to that integrant yeah 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 yeah. because when we come up we're still not outside of cocoon we're actually just still in inside. we're inside cocoon proper yeah but but there we have quote-unquote sunlight now it's like yeah, the nesting yeah. dolls it just keeps going i think um, the outer ring of cocoon hollow earth theory <laughs> we will eventually get a shot of cocoon like what it looks like from the outside and it does lend credence to uh, Lightning's belief uh, earlier where she was like, yeah, they never meant to transport the the people to Pulse. They were just going to murder them the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and when we see the outside of it, we're like, oh, yeah, I guess that is the case. It lends credence to Lightning's belief that Cocoon is actually flat and not a sphere. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we blast off through this. I, I, I think it's a hangar or one of the hangar-like doors that uh, the Vestige was 
kind of dropped yeah. down from because mm-hmm. it has the just giant neon lines. I'm not sure if it's the same one or another one, but we are immediately pursued by other forces. We make it out through the top and like there's like a, as you said, like a barricade or a kind of a, not a barricade, but a, a blockade. I mean, it's, yeah, it's so interesting. on the outside, there's a bunch of like other type of like airships that are sanctum and they are kind of gearing up to get ready to fire and they start shooting. They really remind me of the flying ships from the, uh, the real world in the Matrix. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. can see that. They have little like hover discs on the side of them. It's yeah, actually kind of crazy how like well stocked and guarded this door is. They could just close it. Well, there was nothing in here before. It's like the hanging edge was not used. No one was ever down here. You know what I mean? Like they it was really just took like a- Ted Cruz's advice on how to properly protect schools, uh, pretty literally <laughs> in this one. Just one door and heavily armed guards <laughs> outside that's, of it. That's right. Yeah. Um, it, it, this is a really cool shot though, because as we see our party inside, they're all making hilarious faces. Like Saz is just like, oh my god, oh! It's so good, like just screaming <laughs> as they're like. It seems like a rough like takeoff, and then gets even worse when Sanctum starts shooting at them. Um, but like Lightning's just like, give me that, and she like rushes uh, up to like I the minigun and just starts blast. Anyway, I start blasting like. <laughs> Yeah, sh- they take out one of the blockade ships and make it through fine, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Vanille yeah. is very cute. She's like, oh, did we get him? I'm like, oh, did we commit murder? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Saz goes, we got one of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's there several, yeah. and they're hot on their t- on their uh, tail. And we can kind of see, like, a bunch of weird, like, Inception-type, like, buildings. Like, they... I, I'm, yeah, yeah. We've, we're up one floor, but there's still, like... Maybe we're like in a city that's like nested in a canyon or something. It like looks that. Like, like it, yeah. It's it's it kind of cool. We're getting industrial. glimpses of these different areas of cocoon. Yeah, which is interesting. Like there's a big arch. It actually kind of remind me a little bit of like what FF12 looks like. This town. Yeah. It's very brown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that. Like my favorite part of the scene is that lightning keeps going for the controls. Where like Saz is the pilot, and he's like, "Stop it! Stop doing that!" <laughs> like yeah. I'm the one flying the plane, and she's like, "No, I'm better than you. I can do it." <laughs> Yeah. And like once the band control so bad. Okay, so this is like looks like a I totally forgot like once we uh, make it to the end of this corridor of this upper ground city, it is look like old ruins because it is just like old stone and uh it's really completely cool. unpopulated. Like, yeah, it looks like um, you know, like sort of like indigenous peoples maybe like had built into this canyon and kind of built their their houses out of it, which is is very cool. I would like to know more about this place. I don't know if we get any more information about it or if it's like deep in the data logs or something, but it's very it's very interesting looking. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, we make, immediately make a sharp turn upwards. I mean, not we. We're not really playing the game right now. Yeah, we're just watching. <laughs> but we're yeah, we're, it's very Star Wars where we're it's like a very tight looking. Uh, yeah, basically, we're, like, we're still receiving fire, but we're like going up a canyon, a very narrow canyon, looking at light at the end. And being above us, I'm assuming, right? Right, yeah. When we make that turn up, it reminded me of the opening cutscene where we see that canyon that the train was in. Right. Uh, going into the hanging edge. So it's kind of like the reverse. Like, we've made it outside of the the ceiling that is the hanging edge into that canyon once again and have turned upward to try to get up toward the sky, which we make. Yeah, it's still in pursuit, but we do see we're up in the clouds. It's beautiful, and there's, like, this weird kind of... Giant cruise ship. Yeah, it looks like a ship or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it's actually a ship or not. Yeah, I, I, oh, I think we, yeah, know, yeah, we yeah. know what it is. I think they name drop it um, relatively soon, but um, it does look very interesting. And, and like we immediately kind of start seeing from behind us like more of the uh, you know the 
like bullets or whatever that uh, Sanctum is shooting it at them. So it doesn't really linger on it too long, and it kind of just shows really cool action scene of like an air fight and you know our team like weaving in and out and trying to yeah. uh, avoid them and you know we- Slippy <laughs> saying do a barrel roll, all of that. Uh, you know, we, we Falco's do a nice in little- there. <laughs> we do a nice little like star wars episode four trench thing or whatever where we like go back down into the canyon and then avoid the other fighters by like bobbing and weaving around and shooting out chunks of the canyon to fall on them as they try to pass yeah it's but yeah that's where this first cutscene ends where it tilts up and we do see the kind of world start to kind of bend upwards as it instead of being a horizon line yeah instead there's no horizon line it it bends upwards it's very interesting yeah, it's very cool and then that's the end of the first cutscene. Mm-hmm. I like how it kind of shows off uh, Saz's chops as a pilot. Like, I think we saw in the data logs that yeah. he's a civilian pilot, but he's able to outrun these Sanctum um, pilots, like, fairly easily. So he's he's got real good chops here. Yeah. Uh, I like how the next cutscene starts where he's, like, you know, he's got the screen in front of him for, like, controlling and stuff, and he's, like, very exacerbated, or uh, not exacerbated, uh, whatever. Exasperated. I- Sure, yes. <laughs> and he like kind of like <laughs> bumps his head like down onto like the dash and it's kind of going through like the holographic like screen that shows Yeah, there's the like yeah, all the displays like, are holographic and it is like heads in inside of it. It's clipping through the screen. There's, yeah. yeah, there's like sparks flying off of it and stuff. Yeah. It's very cute. <laughs> but uh you know, somehow this starts a news broadcast. <laughs> we get a nice look of everyone in their cozy uh passenger seats in the back. <laughs> Could you imagine like you just like finished a giant like escape or whatever, and you're like, "Damn, that was nuts!" What's on CNN? Like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I do. I do love what he said too. Just like something that I probably wouldn't say if I was in the situation. I would say something a lot harsher. He just said, "For the love of all that's good." Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> a very mild individual. Yeah, but we get a cool little uh, CNN report. We really do. (laughs) It's so silly. It actually does say CNN on one of these screens. Does it really? (laughs) Oh, Cocoon News Network, I guess. Oh, yeah, maybe so, yeah. Yeah, it looks looks very similar to, like, the news that we're used to in in our world, um, but except, (laughs) you know, futuristic and sci-fi and really goofy outfits. Mm Mm-hmm. But we finally see that... Everyone looks like weird sims. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's an announcer on there who's like in like a sleeveless like suit or something with like shades on like giving the news or they have like their like yellow glasses like on their head it's very silly <laughs> but i guess it's supposed to be like futuristic right mm-hmm. yeah i think we first hear a woman reporter right and, uh, yeah she's she reminds me of freaking tracer from overwatch <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i could definitely see that yeah yeah <laughs> she's got the neon vest and like the g- goggles above <laughs> yeah the little, like headset <laughs> but uh but she says that uh the um the sanctum has announced the successful completion of the purge yeah which like not... you know it was all Mission underneath accomplished the, yeah yeah and it was all <laughs> underneath the hanging edge so like nobody would know what happened so to everybody else they're just like oh okay good i'm glad everybody got yeah, nope. <laughs> I feel like even in the uh, just from what we know about the the culture and how they treat um, Lassie and how fearful they are and everything, I think even if even if they take that literally for what it's actually saying, like, hey, 
you know, they're gone. Like by yeah. any means, they're gone one way or the other. I think most people are just like, oh, sick, cool. Like they don't really necessarily care. Like, oh, mm. they're all dead. Yeah, but it's it's also yeah, it's funny because they um, there's really no like communication between Cocoon and Pulse yeah. because like right, yeah, like moments ago the Sanctum announced the successful conclusion of the purge along with a safe arrival of the Cocoon migrants to their new homes on Pulse. Yeah, right. <laughs> like they're all they're all living on a farm upstate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. We yeah, we we sent them all to a farm upstate. They're going real hard with the passive voice here. They're like, there was a couple instances of some psychom related bullets <laughs> yeah, like being ejected, <laughs> and um, in the crossfire of that, some of the uh, refugees were uh, involved in the in the in the strike of the the bullets against their flesh. I don't know what you're talking about, Carl. I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we we do see a um, a statement by Primark Disley. So you oh, yeah. see Dysley for the first time here. It sounds like a vacuum company. Yeah, it actually is pretty dark, too, because they do say, like, the safe arrival of the migrants on Pulse. Yeah, yeah, no, so, it's like, explicitly whether, a lie, yeah. Yeah, like, it, either straight up just a lie, or they are also brainwashed. Probably, I mean, you know, probably... I mean, they're, Whatever, they're, from what we heard, that Pulse is also pretty dangerous, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we know it's that, like... It's like a death sentence. Uh, during, um... During the purge, I mean, we heard like recordings and stuff by the Primarch being like, throw down your weapons and blah, blah, blah. Like we need to, you know, he he knows that they were being killed. And then oh, yeah, no, he definitely knows. And then, yeah, I'm they're clearly getting their the news. news. People know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably none. But because they're like right here, they're giving a, or they're receiving a um an update straight from the Primarch and being like, oh, OK, God, could you imagine if, if news networks just got, you know bias reports that they <laughs> then just read verbatim as if it is the news and they the definite, uh, <laughs> I don't know check out the about. citations needed podcast from <laughs> that is a good podcast <laughs> but um but yeah so we see Primark Disley for the first time and I like his he has like a half pope outfit half suit like it has like the half the, none half none yeah he's yeah, yeah like he, has, like a, he has a, a habit with like a it, what, what's the um what's the pope hat called a mitre, a mitre he has like a yeah. mitre with like a veil or a habit yeah in front of it and yeah, then, that's um, why of course we're learning early that the reason that uh final fantasy 13 2 is called back in the habit um because it focuses <laughs> around him you know he has later on he's gonna lose his habit and then he's gonna have to put it back on <laughs> and then of course three is armed and fabulous <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> but he does have like below that he has like a combination robe and suit it does remind me of seymour if he actually had like covered up like, <laughs> yeah his outfit has the proportions of like seymour's ridiculous robe but he's actually is like looks like he's wearing like a tuxedo like or suit like i, I love like, the fact that it has like the double breast on it and it has like like almost it looks like a tie but i think it's actually like a design of the undershirt to yeah. look like a tie his uh, hat looks like it just has a fancy onion on top <laughs> it does it does now this individual looks like he's either extremely good and dedicated to classical guitar uh of the the finger <laughs> strumming type um or he's just a straight up super villain because he has very long menacing looking fingernails <laughs> much like seymour much like Seymour. He also has yeah. like, um, he has a hat on, but we can tell that he does have long hair, but it's all pushed back, you know, it's all behind him. In a bun or something. Yeah. It is, it's down, I guess. At least some of it is, because it's going behind him. I mean, we don't know what's under the hat, but I do like that he has like a bit of the rock star old man thing going on. 
Yeah. There's no denying the enormity of the strain the Purge placed on us all. Yeah, he's trying to placate everybody. But given the tens of millions of lives at stake, there truly was no alternative. Then we get to another reporter who's like... Primarch Disley stood by the move, stressing the necessity of the relocation. When asked about the possibility of future purges, the Primarch remained non-committal. I love this guy. I wish this guy was in the game more. Yeah, this dude's <laughs> like, fresh as fuck, dude. He's got like so medium length long hair, uh, cool shades. He's wearing uh, the shades too. Like the first, the first announcer, she had like her shades like on her head, like it's not like over Google her Glass, eyes. and that's the teleprompter. He's got like Google Glass. He's not as professional as the first reporter, so he does need the teleprompter. So wearing black <laughs> like leather gloves. It's yeah, he's wearing leather gloves. Like what? He looks like he would be in like a Dead Z music video or something with like the <laughs> the. I guess it's like professional, or it looks like it would be like some dumb like like new sport you know like when vince yeah. was like oh the xfl it's the cool extreme version of the nfl or whatever it looks like it would be like a soccer like game that uh has a dumb jersey combination like urban fashion like model and half like secret service yeah yeah what, i think what i like most about this guy is that like i have i mean maybe it's just the screen i have paused right here but out of every character I've seen thus far, this looks the most like a dude that you could see in real life. Yeah. <laughs> like, it looks like the most like a type of dude. And I'm just like, oh, there he is. His hair is very, uh, very down. <laughs> on his screen, it does say CNN 8 on the upper right for some reason. <laughs> the Ocho. <laughs> the Ocho, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so more purges, probably. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, he remained non-committal to the possibility of more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then Saz chimes in and says, yeah, that's right. If it makes the Sanctum look bad, it never happened. Yep. 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 Uh, cool stuff here. Uh, Primarch keeps going on. In all the centuries since the War of Transgression. Very cool name. Cocoon has been spared. Mm. Pulse aggression and prospered for it. It's essential that we maintain this peace. This is the Sanctum's focus. Focus, I think, lowercase f, noticeably. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. But yeah, probably yeah. an intentional use of the word focus. It's just part of the the, uh, the dialect at this point, yeah. probably. We will continue employing every resource available to combat these threats to the harmony of our society. You know, they're they're fighting for the peace. You know, we've yeah. heard it before. Yeah. Exactly, and Saz like is just very real right after that. He said, "Meaning, we'll be running for the rest of our lives." Yeah, right. Like the the sanctum, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's on site for them. Uh, because they're saying it was a successful purge, but obviously our our friends did not get purged, so not looking too <laughs> good for them. Yeah, I will say I do like um, you know, there's the whole thing about this game being very linear in a way, and like uh, and the parties' interactions carry the story and everything. I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what, this is the perfect story for this though, because we are just running away the whole time. We're not like make you know like in like uh, in all the other final fantasies our party is kind of like what causes things to happen you yeah. know what i mean like we, yeah 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 we bring like justice or destruction upon whatever town or whatever we like enter and i like that this one is just like oh god everyone in the entire world is trying to kill us and we're always running away all it's like running man like the book or whatever and uh I was like, you know, that is a very good way to do a linear game because that mm -hmm. would make sense for it to be linear. You can't go back. You're being chased the whole time. Yeah, it gives it gives a good reason for, uh, you know, like the meta version of yeah. like just ha forward progress and not yeah. like dallying around. 
Yeah, it's really good that way. Um, I love this interaction here with uh, Vanille and Saz because oh my God, me too. she's just like, hey, uh, who is this guy? And I love this because it's just building a character thing subtle, subtly for Vanille that I'm just <laughs> like, I am very excited to learn more about this character when everything that she does being in context, like this seems like one of the things that when you look back, it's going to be like, oh shit, that's why. Because Saz is just yeah. like, uh, he's a uh, Galanth Dicely, uh, the Sanctum. Yeah, he's always like, what are, they, what are they teaching kids these days? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> I think he mentions it later too, something very similar, like what you sleep through history class and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll it's just kind of like, haha, maybe, like, and just kind of blows it <laughs> off and I'm just like, I fucking know what you're doing, dude. Um, I do like that he calls the Primarch uh, murderer-in-chief. It's like, damn, get him. Yeah, yeah. Beisley, the murderer in chief, and then Dark Brandon, uh, (laughs) the Sanctum Primarch, and then the news says, according to our Insta poll, and I was like, Oh no, they have Instagram and (laughs) truly incredible. (laughs) Oh yeah, they're doing polls. Lightning does also say, uh, just another tool of a fallacy. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I will. Another thing, speaking of like cocoon people having technology, and I know we'll get through this scene one day, but um. Last episode, I remember us, we were talking about, like, we are making a joke about the reason that there was a dead mall is because everybody does their shopping online or whatever. There is literally a data log about it. Oh, my God, <laughs> Like, it comes in this episode. Like, we get it later in the episode, but I'll just tell you now because it's funny. But there is literally a data log that says one of the towns is a popular place because it's like the only place you can buy things in person and people are like oh wow you can go to shops here that's incredible and they were like novel yeah they're like oh it doesn't make sense to put like shops in every town because everybody just orders things online and i was like we joked about it it's in canon (laughs) yeah it's pretty cool if you go back to the last area it involves some difficulty because you know sanctum's following us and stuff but they're actually hanging banners for spirit halloween which is great <laughs> you can get your skeletons you can get your animatronics you can get a 12 foot tall seat <laughs> yeah yeah hell yeah good all year round yeah but uh, according to their insta poll they say nearly 90 percent of cocoon citizens agree with the sanctum's handling of the purge yeah very very dark <laughs> 70% of respondents said they would also support additional purges where the need to arise. And I like how, like, um, like Saz, for, Saz for being a pilot, like, we don't know much about Saz prior to the events, but I like that if he was a good, like, cocoon citizen who is, like, orderly or whatever, all that is gone now after what he's seen. He's like, yeah, he immediately oh, is just shit. like, yo, fuck that, dude. Like, I am absolutely turning you know uh, oh yeah no, 360 he... degrees as in walking away <laughs> <laughs> um but um yeah he's like let's let's purge everybody that'll fix it like being very sarcastic being very critical yeah. and it's interesting too just with the the nearly 90 percent of citizens and 70 percent, and it's like it's an interesting thing because just in my brain, it's like, yeah, it could be that the game is telling us, like, this is how dark this world is, which obviously makes sense and could very well be true. But it could also be a thing where it's like a lot of times that we've seen in, in the real world when they conduct these polls and stuff, it's done so in a way that it can kind of continue the narrative that they want to give. Right. So it's like, you know, you say something, but you leave out some other parts of it. And it's just like, oh, do you support the purge? And it's yeah, just like they yeah. say it in a way that it's like, oh, yeah, it keeps everyone safe. So, of course, I do. Whereas it's like, they don't realize that they're saying like, do you support killing all of these innocent people who are just in the wrong place at the wrong time? You know, it's like very, it seems very manipulative to me. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. And totally fantastical. Imagine a world. (laughs) We are quickly uh, interrupted by the pursuit again. Yeah, yeah. More more ships have found us. I like this. We're back into a full motion video and uh, Sasha's Chocobo has come out to say hello. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very good. Very cute. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, we're trying to avoid them. And um, this this time... uh, they we like arc up toward the center of pulse, right? Because like the center towards the of, sun, toward the sun, yes. So even the sun in this world is provided by a fallacy. Oh like, yeah, I think that was mentioned in one of the data logs. Yeah, yeah, and and they actually say it in this. They're like, okay, we're going up there. We're gonna go up there into what does he say? Pulse's very or uh, cocoon's very own light in the sky. Yes, yeah, so like a, a sanctum fallacy up close and personal. Yeah, I think yeah. this is separate than a. Uh, whatever ship we saw when we first it, yeah it. i think so yeah cocoon's yeah. own light in the sky yeah which it's super cool it is just like this giant kind of array of <laughs> it's like a plasma ball that you would buy at spencer's speaking of dead balls <laughs> yeah yeah it's like a giant fucking electric ball and like behind there's like other orbs and stuff floating around this thing it's like a weird massive technology and magic mm-hmm. But we, yeah. we fly into it to kind of try to lose our pursuers, right? Yeah, per lightning's um, request, she's like, just fly into it. like Yeah. Very Star Wars again. Like, we'll lose them in the asteroid field. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. Ah, uh, asteroids. The icebergs of the sky. There's <laughs> <laughs> a little route with a little bit of chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> but they, um, the, like, plasma or energy or whatever coming off of the center of this foul sea. Uh, kind of strikes multiple of these ships, right? And takes them out. Yeah, and, so and, and Saz like, is just like, I like this Falsi. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Killing our enemies <laughs> for us. Uh, it's that easy. Yeah, but Vanille's like, oh, there's there's more of them just in pursuit of us. And then yeah. our ship kind of gets hit a little bit. It doesn't fully destroy it, but uh, quickly just like, you know, tailspin. We're, we're going down. And uh, Yeah, there's no more flying. No one's thing. yelling timber. Yeah. <laughs> no one's yelling timber. <laughs> now we can save. And now we can save. Cool. And then, uh, and thus begins chapter, what, four? Yeah, now we're on chapter four. Seven episodes in, eight episodes in, how many fucking episodes? (laughs) Chapter four, baby. I am on data save number 29 for those keeping track. (laughs) Much like Final Fantasy X, I have a save file for every time I save. Same. same. I'm wondering if it's going to run out like it did in Final Fantasy X. When I hit like 250 on Switch and it was like, you need to delete some save files. And I was like, oh no. No. But yeah, we get a nice title card here, and um, it's called The Vile Peaks, which is a very cool yeah. name. Uh, and it's, Cocoon uh, Deadlands. Yeah, yeah. And we kind of see some, like, a structure that's on fire. I don't think that's the ship. I think this is our ship. Oh, yeah, that is our ship. Yeah, it it looks a lot more green. The texture palette that they use had to be, uh, you know. It's completely smashed, and we were just, thankfully... Just fine. We're just, thankfully just fine and somehow outside of the ship as well and passed out. So. Listen, we're let's see. Of course, that's going to happen. That's fine. fair. That's fair. Read the data logs. <laughs> <laughs> They're thrown out just as far as if this was like a car crash, not like a fucking spaceship crash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lightning activated her AMP technology and was able to yeah, uh, that's right. uh, take that's a brunt right. of it, uh, most of it. Um, you know, I'm sure there's some sort of like airbag system using yeah, future airbags it's just a foul sea that's inside of every single ship <laughs> yeah the uh, the airbag foul sea that's right <laughs> uh, clearly it was it was sarah uh you know our oh yeah it was sarah watching over us. us exactly yeah. yeah um but we see some pantherons around everyone's kind of like knocked the fuck out uh lightning These pantherons just will not give up every time like we are we, every time we arrive in a new place uh without us knowing it is always like a kind of a voyeuristic view we're like 
we're looking over the party, and then a pantheron comes out. I'm like, ah, oh, these fuckers are always sneaking up on us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need to get a, a Dirge of Cerberus uh, event here where we just get a railgun and we just get to shoot all the pantherons that are running <laughs> towards the camera. <laughs> Um, but we see lightning, uh, she's like looking around and sees the rest of the party. They're all fine. They're just like, you know, out of commission. Um, and she just kind of gets up and is looking around, sees these pantherons coming for her. She takes out her, her gun blade and then it kind of just goes to black. And then we see Vanille waking up and as yeah, we- Yeah, it's a weird gap. It almost feels like they thought about maybe making a lightning do a solo battle and decide like not to put it in there. Maybe. And they're like, yeah, it's pantherons. Who fucking cares? Um, it's also a weird kind of thing. Like I'm going to get nitpicky here for a second, but, uh, Vanille like puts her hands up to her face. And I think it's like an instance of it not aging particularly well. Like we've talked a lot about how great this game looks, but something just about that animation of her hands just in front of her face. Look, you know, not really believable where everything (laughs) else that we've seen in this game is believable, but well, they prioritize making the faces look as good as possible. So there's some geometry they kind of sacrificed in the hands and stuff in here. Exactly. And it's completely fine. Again, just me being so on the, the in engine, uh, cutscenes are a little, little clunky. Exactly. Which I think this is, uh, one of those, right? It's not the fully, fully rendered. There's actually a lot of cutscenes in this game that you think are in engine, but it is actually pre-rendered in engine. Yeah, oh, yeah, it makes okay. sense. It's just not using the full suite of, you know. That's how it like uh, hides like all the loading screens. Okay. Nice, interesting. So, so it's able to like play like okay, we're about to go to a different area, so like it'll play something the book end of this area, but it'll be pre-rendered even though it looks like it's in game. Yeah, right. sure. As it's loading the next area. But yeah, we uh, everyone, it's just our party. What with uh, yeah, Saz, Vanille, and Lightning. We are. Yeah, Commando, Ravager, and Medic. Yeah, and it's it's this is just a normal battle. There's nothing crazy about this. Yeah, one. there's not really too much to talk about it. it Freaking Pantherons. It is We've... a cute interaction before that where Vanille's like waking everyone up, like, "Hey, we got to get up." Wake up, everybody! Yeah. Um. And then uh, uh Saz saying, "Got to keep you kids safe, right?" And Lightning's just like, "Don't crowd me!" Like. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we beat the Pantherons after that, and everybody's like winded, right? From like the flight and the chase, and then crashing, and then having to immediately get up and get pan- like fight Pantherons. The and adrenaline so like, crash of almost getting you know killed multiple <laughs> times, and then <laughs> right, like, crashing right. into where you know the vile peaks now. Right, and like, and the party's kind of like, oh, okay, glad that's over, glad we lost, and blah blah blah. And Lightning just gets up and starts to walk away. And they're like, like, what are you doing? Where are you going? And she's like, yeah, I'm continuing on. And Saz is like, we don't have that kind of stamina. Like, we're not soldiers. You can't just do that, you know? Yeah. Saz is like, we've got soul, but we are not soldiers. (laughs) The killers. I've got soul. Me, a complete idiot. Oh, he must be a soldier. (laughs) (laughs) And Lightning, like, does not care. Just continues on walking. And um, Saz and Vanille don't show any sign of wanting to get up and follow lightning but hope stands up and he's like hey i uh and he like doesn't quite know what to say and Saz is like yeah you should just go ahead and stick with lightning like that's that's yeah. probably your best bet yeah <laughs> and he's like okay and so he's like i'll see you later and he runs after lightning i do like the little jabs that they kind of take at each other too like Saz is like dude we're not fucking soldiers we don't have the kind of stamina that you have and and like in like real like eighth grade teacher like mentality lightning's just like you've got enough to complain like yeah just yeah like, what a fuck <laughs> you like no she, if you got yeah. time to lean you got time to clean yeah yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah. what an asshole lightning and like it's funny too because like i'd hate for her to be my fucking like manager at Starbucks. oh my god i know oh my I god know. yeah it's like the other uh, picture where it's like you know that she's trying to run this mcdonald's like it's the army <laughs> 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 
Yeah, Hope is very sweet though when he's saying goodbye to them because he's still it's very good enough energy and he wants to you know he obviously wants to keep running and he just is like okay like thank you like uh, he probably also knows that like you know he want he wants to get catch up to where snow is and also oh that's wants to true stay safe, yeah but he also like like well this guy if I have any chance of maybe seeing snow again or, yeah. And you're probably your best chance of surviving, too, is probably, like, to go with Lightning. <laughs> yeah, true. And so it's just Saz and Vanille now, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and we see Lightning when she leaves. She kind of, like, jumps over some, like, trash and, like, structures and stuff. And when, uh, during the scene while Saz and Vanille are talking, we hear their voices, but we see Hope, cl- like, slowly climbing over that trash and, like, trying to make it to where Lightning was. This is a weird animation, because, like... <laughs> I'm like watching it and it's like it's he's dude he puts his leg way up there <laughs> he's like almost leaning backwards climbing this giant like engine block or something like that yeah, it looks like luckily, a giant engine block yeah I, I was reading the data logs about this and luckily um there is a version of global guts on cocoon in Bodum, <laughs> which is why uh hope and his mom were there he was actually a competitor on there he didn't take home a piece of that glowing radical rock but <laughs> he did manage to come in second place on the aggro crag so um, that's why <laughs> he's, he's so good at climbing he's putting that to work right now yeah, he's, he's hitting some buttons and some smoke machine is like <laughs> blowing glitter in his face or whatever the fuck. But uh, Saz and Vanilla are discussing like what they're going to do and where they're going to go. And Saz is kind of like, well, I don't know where to go. There's no place in Cocoon that's safe for us anymore. The whole of Cocoon's against us. No matter how far we run, there's no escape. That Seath clock, it's still a ticket. There's still time. You give up too easy, old man. Yeah. Yeah, you give up too easy, old man. And he goes, Yeah, I'm not giving up, but some things you just can't change. Yeah, and he's like a kid a kid like you uh wouldn't understand it. Vanille takes some umbrage with that and she says, Yeah, "Yeah, I'm a kid, right? Like, I don't understand anything. Like and he gets all powder pouty and stuff, and he's like, Well, I guess we can be fugitives together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and he kind of like hits her on the shoulder a little bit and like pushes her a bit and he's like, you ready? And she's like, oh, I'm ready. And then she like pushes him along. They have a really cute dynamic that I I, like I really like. Lot. Yeah. I, so this is not this is maybe my the least sulky characters. Uh-huh. Yeah, is, I would say this is my second favorite part of the game. I'll let you know when my favorite part of the game comes up. But this is my second favorite part of the game because I love a hope and lightning story and i love a saz and vanille story nice yeah it's it's incredible it very much reminds me of uh in avatar the last airbender um in the like final season of it there's like a new party member there and everyone has to go on like i think they call them side quests or like uh field trips (laughs) with this character and it's like the dynamic is so different as one that you hadn't seen like you've always known these characters and stuff but it's really cool like episode seeing how they all interact yeah yeah. they're always just talking about their their field trips with them and it's it's really good it reminds me of this it's like there's always a a different field trip that's going on yeah i I like it a lot um this is where we get a trophy if you're playing on ps3 where you get uh instrument of flight is the trophy (laughs) (laughs) i've been meaning to call out each of the trophies as i got them but i haven't been (laughs) paying attention but we are on the dismal dunescape of the vile peaks oh i didn't even read that the dismal dunescape yeah i like that if you try to um well i think you have to try but if you uh go up to that big engine block that hope climbed over like because presumably you'll follow them right yeah it begins to roll like after you and it destroys the bridge that you would use to get where they are and so you're like completely cut off from them yeah end of the road says Saz. but then vanille says but at least it's not the end of the line yeah yeah 
But we do get another cutscene back to, I think it's... Uh, I think it's two days before the purge. It's day 11, right? Day 11, yeah. yeah it's day 11 again, so... it's uh, we're, we're seeing the super fireworks display in the egg. Um, we do get a shot of Vanille, so like it's yeah, kind of a fake out. Like <gasps> I was like, oh, we're going to get some Vanille backstory. Cool, finally. No, but we don't. <laughs> yeah, we just see that she's there. But it's interesting, though, that like... We see the vestige behind her. We do, we do. It's kind of cool, like it's all glowing and not green, it's just orange out there. <laughs> um, I do like that um, there is that, uh, this whole thing of like, oh, all these different people just so happened to be together on, you know, on the day that Bodum was purged. Well, what brought everybody here, you know, kind of thing. Coincidence. It's kind of neat. Coincidence. <laughs> but Vanille's doing her cool uh, double... Horns, yeah, her uh, prayer. metal horns. Yeah, per perhaps making a wish because she's she's doing that as she looks at the fireworks. Everyone is doing it. Yeah, is everyone doing the hand thing? I don't think everyone. I think she, it's only her. No, I think she's been... the only one I've seen doing it. I've been keeping keeping my eyes peeled for that because it's so cool. Teach me how to blitz. <laughs> but yeah, we go over and uh, lightning is here, looking all starry eyed. Uh, what's her boss's name? Amadar. Amadar. Okay, I'm sorry. Wedge. Wedge. A, a much softer lightning uh, we get to see here, kind of just, you know, in her element as a I member love of, this. The, of the Guardian Corps, talking to her commanding officer, who seems like a real fucking awesome person. He seems chill. He gives me big, like, Uncle Tito vibes from Rocket Pack. <laughs> Yo, hell yeah, dude. I, I just, I do like that we get to see at least once lightning not in the fucking kill mode you know what i mean we're gonna mm -hmm. see what she's like outside of it and I she's mean, like a little softer she's not as ain't pissed off yeah she this is before she knows that sarah is a uh let's see this is she's just doing her cushy job in the seaside town that she's you know from or just yeah stationed in or whatever and you know she's got a bunch of friends and shit and she's got this cool ass like commanding officer who's like well we'll see here that he's like getting ready for her to to get a promotion yeah, 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 yeah. You were saying he has kind of a Chicago-y kind of... Oh, yeah, his accent is super fucking good. I think I, I was, like, comparing it to, like, Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> yeah, he does sound like a younger Carl from... Yeah, like, like a less angry Carl, just like, You look dreamy, This Barry. is vestige, you are my freaking car! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told Wait. you, I work out at a home. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he meets her uh, there watching the fireworks and... uh. And he kind of gives her a little, a little shit, you know. He's like, uh, "You look <gasps> dreamy, Farron. Wishing on fireworks, were you? <laughs> and you call yourself a soldier? Ah. <laughs> Sorry, Lieutenant, <laughs> but I really don't think guard duty is my calling, sir." Which like makes sense, you know. She's a little bit uh insane for having a. She loves violence job. and she loves violence is kind of counterproductive to that. Yeah. I don't know what kind of violence, like what kind of opportunity she would have for like Kevin and Bodum. Yeah. But um, I guess just like beating the shit out of pantherons that are probably like attacking the city. But I think this is kind of interesting here is that he's like, lucky for you, your shift just ended. Pack it up and go home. And she's like, oh, I'm you're letting me off earlier. You know, she doesn't really know. Mm -hmm. And he gets very serious and he's like, look, Psycom found something in the vestige nearby. They don't want the Guardian Corps here stepping on their toes. Yeah. So, you know, uh, he, he says, I'm sure you heard about the accident at the Uride Gorge energy plant. It's mm -hmm. got psycho those Psycom lads in a tizzy. 
and, uh, yeah, and so and like while he's some... saying this it, it kind of just shows the crowd and everyone's kind of cheering and we can see like psycom soldiers just kind of standing there like fully decked out in their uniforms like looking around and stuff yeah so like something's like, getting ready to happen and so and like lightning like focuses in and sees like one of them holding their gun and stuff so she's kind of like i feel like she's kind of putting stuff together here yeah and she even says like oh is it something pulse related and, and so yeah, like she says I feel more, like... more incident than accident like she's yeah you know, again things being reported as something that there it's really not and you know some people are probably seeing through it others might just be turning a blind eye to it because it makes accepting it a lot easier yeah i i like that like lieutenant amadar is a little bit like he kind of like knows he doesn't know probably doesn't know that like the purge is getting ready to happen but he knows enough to be like hey you should leave town now yeah. like you you're, should like you're pretty cool you shouldn't come to school tomorrow is what yeah, 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 exactly, yeah exactly oh like you should get out of here um uh, but he's and like, oh, you're taking off tomorrow? And uh, Lightning's like, sir, yeah, it's it's uh, for my birthday, sir. My, my sister insisted on it. Which is a bold fucking baller move of Sarah to be like, I'm going to tell her that shit that I'm dreading telling her on, on her, her birthday. birthday. On not her my birthday. birthday. <laughs> not my birthday when I'm like, you can't be mad at me on my birthday. But like, I gotta imagine I'm going to go ahead like, and ruin her fucking birthday. I can imagine that she tells her in like order of like, the easiest thing to hear to the hardest thing to hear. So she's like, so when Sarah tells Lightning, she's like, okay, look, I'm a pulseless C. And she's like, oh my God, how could this she's be like, any this is worse? the worst news I've ever heard. And she's like, by the way, me and Snow <laughs> yeah. are getting married. And she's yeah. like, no. it's like, that's so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but this conversation kind of goes on and, and uh, you know, her commander's like 21, huh? Like maybe it's a good time to send off that letter of recommendation for officer training. Um, yeah, he, so. like, he he puts his hand on her shoulder and she's like, oh, like lieutenant. Um, and he says, you're past due for a promotion, Farron. Uh, think of your sister and your future. You know, and he like smiles like again, just like really good vibes off this guy. Yeah, like, like this guy. And he goes, and keep your nose out of trouble. And she goes out of psychom business, you mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, nothing's going to come of that. Nothing but grief. Yeah, he's he's trying to protect her. Like he knows that bad shit's on the way, and he's like, you know, like he he genuinely seems to care about Lightning, and he's trying to make sure that she avoids it all. Right. And yeah. then he just kind of changes the the. Uh, it's like whoa! Look whoa, at that! Look one. at that one! <laughs> Blow the like, freaking roof off this place! <laughs> I also noticed that like I, I'm curious. Um, the pauldrons are part of ranking because he has two orange ones, and she still has just the one. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. They're identical but to hers, but um, his glows orange, and he has two of them, and hers glow yellow. Yeah. I mean, notice. It must be some sort of... And that would make sense. Yeah, everybody has, like, little glowy things. Like, even the Psycom soldiers. Psycom's got, like, the Tron thing going yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, her. we hear a voiceover lightning says, how right you were, Lieutenant. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I'm gonna I wanna right read his data are. log real quick, just because I think I read it before getting to this, and I was already like, this dude seems fucking cool. And um, so then when I saw that scene, it like kind of put it into more context where I'm like, hell yeah. Um uh Amadar is a lieutenant in the Bodum Security Regiment and was Lightning's direct superior. Climbing his way through the ranks with persistence and hard work, he is respected by his subordinates for his fair treatment on and off the battlefield. Nora's unregula unregulated monster hunting falls under his jurisdiction. But aside from a few warnings for the sake of formality, he, genu uh, he generally turns a blind eye to the group's earnest efforts. He's like, ah, these Based. kids are just trying to trying to help out any way they can. I'll, I'll, I'll leave them alone. He'll be like, hey, Nora. Keep that shit down. <laughs> and then he's just like, he winks at them and like walks away. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gets on the skateboard and does a <laughs> kickflip. 
Yeah, he tries to do a kickflip and fucks it up. He's like, yeah, I used to be able to do that <laughs> about 50 pounds ago. <laughs> He's got a dope-ass mustache, too. I <laughs> just want to put does, that on the does. record. <laughs> He's a good guy. I'll, 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 you know what? I Usually I wouldn't, but I'll go ahead and give critical support to Lieutenant, Lieutenant Amadar. Exactly. I'll tell you, no, it's a fantasy game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, uh, it, we get uh, more present day um, lightning, and she's like, "Oh, how right you back were, to Lieutenant." Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And uh, she's just kind of walking ahead, and Hope is trailing behind her, like finally caught up to her, and she's like, "Just you." Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Yep." And she's like, "Ah, well, the others will catch up eventually." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then if we go into our crystarium, we'll see that we have new skills available. Fuck oh yeah. boy. We so can. Again, we also boy. get a uh, like a primer here that uh, talks about the synergist role that we now yeah. have, which uh, synergists play a supporting role in combat using their abilities to enhance and strengthen themselves and their allies. I think we've already talked mm. about synergists. I think we've already had that role yeah, in another yeah. battle, maybe, and we were kind of doing it. I think maybe uh, Vanille has that role. Yeah, we we at least this is our first time. I think Hope has it. So, but it basically, it just adds buffs and stuff to your. Party yeah, it's like the yeah. stuff that like the Fortisol uh, or whatever will give you. Vanille your... gets Saboteur. Yeah. Okay. Which Saboteur is similar. It casts debuffs on the uh, on the yeah. enemies, like deprotect or deshell. Right. Um. But yeah, yeah. So we're finally into a section where we can do some battling and running around, and we get to experience the vile peaks for what it is. Yeah. Um. Which is, t- I like this area. It's it's kind of long. Like, there's a lot to get through. And there's a lot it's of battles. It's kind of just a junkyard, right? It's just a big junkyard. So, like, it's, um... So, we, we get a data log about the Vile Peaks. And we learned that, like, during the War of Transgression, like a thousand years ago or whatever, right? That, uh, Pulse's army never made it to Cocoon. Like, they were never able to, like, breach it. But they were able to do, like, hull damage. Like, they were able to, like, destroy some of it. And so that's kind of like why we get like, you know, the vestige or the, the vestige, right? Is it like the Falci came down and picked up entire buildings and shit and repaired uh, Cocoon with stuff it found on Pulse. And um, they explained that this is the leftover of that because not everything was usable. And so instead of just taking their garbage back to Pulse, they just put it in the Vile Peaks. And so the Vile Peaks is a lot of stuff that's either broken off chunks of Cocoon or garbage from Pulse. Mm. That's yeah, kind of what we're cool. on. I like it. I like it. But and like, even though it's disgusting and a giant landfill, different creatures have started to live here, and there are like, there's some plants and grass that's begun to like grow through the garbage. So it's like life. Uh, uh, it uh, finds a way. way. And it, yeah, it does. Yeah. This area does remind me a bit of uh, Sector Seven in the Seven Remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I yeah, can see that. that because there are like we we will see like certain kind of. Uh, mechanical enemies and stuff like that and because it's just like a big giant junkyard we also start finding uh some kind of stronger pantherons called thixterons yeah. i think yeah. thixterons thixterons <laughs> they they're kind of greener and meaner greener and meaner we also fight some of those um watch drones are here as well yeah, I hate yeah, those guys. It kind of starts like amping up, like you were saying in a previous episode, Curtis, where it's like, oh shit, now I like I know how to take care of this in this new role where you know lightning yeah, and hope yeah. is a weird pairing compared to what we've been used to so far. So you got to kind of learn that. They only throw one of the chunkier uh, pantherons at you at first, but then they kind of start doing other things, and you're like, shit, how do I need to prioritize this battle to get it taken care of? And they right. they kind of slowly start amping up the difficulty in that way. And I think right. you were saying, Curtis, that this is like your favorite part of the game, or like 
like one of your favorite I, parts. I like the dynamic between the characters a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I want to point out, I, I think if I'm remembering correctly, Zwanzig said that um, this is Speedrunner's least favorite really? part. Just because the erratic movements of all of the enemies, it makes it really hard to kind of just sneak past them. And you get a lot of battles that you don't necessarily want to mm. take. Speaking of enemies, there is a an enemy is introduced here that will become a classic for the rest of the game. Uh, the Pulsework Soldier. Yeah, it's the the mech dude I was telling talking about. Love this guy. Love oh, this cute yeah, little guy. Yeah, these guys are really cool. He's also asymmetrical like anima. He has like a little hanging claw thing. Oh he does. I didn't notice. I just really I just put it together that it's like because he has two arms, but Yeah. On one side he has a kind of weird like almost look like farm equipment claw that uh yeah. anima. Yeah, had. I noticed that yeah. as well and thought that was very cool. So I guess because they're both from Pulse, yeah. right? I think we know that anima are the Falsies are associated with Pulse in some degree. At least the Pulse Falsies, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> but it, there's some connections. Yeah. But I, I like that, like, so this en enemy is very interesting because, like, he does not take damage, right? Like, it, it, you just wail on it forever. I think magic and physical stuff is, like, halved. Yeah. And, and you can just sit there forever trying to kill yeah, these it guys. Yeah, it takes a long time. Until like a lot of like zero star fights because oh, really? thing would just yep. take forever to yep. whittle down. Until you stagger them and then they take insane amounts of damage and you can just melt through them like fucking butter. It's, when you stagger them, they kind of pop open like they a, pop open. Yeah. It's like a rock'em sock'em robot. Yeah. It's like they're cooling they think they overheated, so they crack open like their little like their little robot nougat <laughs> to cool down. Yeah, and, and it's got to, the like, cool like uh like energy kind of just emanating yeah. from it. Just little like yeah, this little energy core is just like cooling off, but that just allows you to kind of wail on it. And I like that when they uh, when they do pop open, they look around. <laughs> they'll they'll like like the head's still looking around. Like uh oh, <laughs> like yeah, this ain't like good. The pants just fell down. They yeah, start yeah, that's what they look like. back and forth and saying, "Old gray mare, she ain't what she used to be." <laughs> also, this has two peg legs, like uh, or like Mr. Krabs. <laughs> oh yeah, kind of cute. I like I like these guys. These guys, I like the Pulsar Soldier. Yeah, I mean, like they're, they're very. Cool. They can be this a pain. Like, especially if you find, like, three of them in a row or whatever, because their mm -hmm. their normal attack is essentially, like, lightning's blitz. So if you're all standing right. in the same area and, you know, you're working on one of them and then two of them decide to attack you, it's like everybody gets hit for half their HP. So it can I be a little these, annoying. I think these enemies were really effective for me because they started out as, like, me being like, fuck, it's another one of these things. But then eventually I got to the point of just melting them, like you were saying, and just, yeah. like, the, the empowerment that you feel from that is just so nice. You're just like, it is, hell yeah. yeah, I finally figured it out. This, this game is really good at making you feel like you're smart as hell, and then, like, immediately after that making you feel dumb as shit because you just are not as good at the battle system in a certain configuration as you thought you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like and, and like speaking of configurations, this area really starts to throw weird configurations of enemies at you. Yeah, yeah. It's actually interesting because we get we get to see a bunch of enemies individually and then every different permutation and mix of those enemies. And then when we feel like that's easy and we've learned how to deal with all of it it's like okay but what if you didn't have those characters what if you had different characters with different roles yeah. now go through all the permutations of the enemies so it's yeah. really interesting how this game trains you it seems like it's 
like another tutorial area kind of like just being like in okay, a way as a yeah. really robust uh battle system that is kind of hard to sink in so we're kind of going to force you to have to let it sink in because like again the gloves are just off and they slowly ramp you up to it they give you all of the tools to know how to take down each thing individually but then you come to a point where you have to strategize against multiple ones at once right and it's like it's 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 really effective it's really really cool i agree and again, like we were saying before, losing is so like it's a non-issue in this game because it just puts you back a couple steps and then you get to try again. And you're like, oh, like and yeah, there's a couple yeah. in here where I started off and I like did the wrong thing and I was just like, just gonna take that one again. I'm gonna hit pause. I'm gonna hit select. And I, you we're, know, we're retrying. I didn't, I didn't die at all in this section, but I did retry a couple times where I was like, you know what? I didn't like that beginning. That wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, I could do that better. This game's good. We're hopping around. Yeah, we're hopping around down some hallways. Also, it's worth mentioning the uh, the vibe of this area. Uh, but even though we were like just near the sun, it is dark here. Yeah. And I really yeah. love the kind of glow of the horizon as we enter like a battle because there's like a it's completely blue and dark, but like there's this beautiful like warm glow coming over the uh, the sun the uh, horizon. You line. can look up and see some nice constellations and or perhaps an aurora oh. borealis of some kind. No, so that's the thing. You don't see any constellations. You see the cities on the other side of Cocoon. Oh, that's even cooler. Yeah, isn't that cool? <laughs> I was gonna say I, when you were saying that, I was like, oh, I feel dumb. It's no, no, no. I'm just, sorry. I, I didn't no, mean no, no, that. no. Uh, I, I was, I was saying, okay, okay. I feel dumb. That's probably just a bunch of like star falsy or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's even cooler. No, I thought that was amazing. When I like realized, I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that, so that's cool. really cool. It's like reverse light pollution, where it's like, oh, I can never see any stars because yeah, of all the, yeah, the, stars all the city are the lights, cities. and now it's like, oh, the city lights are the stars. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool. I, I like the way it is. Like, the concept is so outlandish, but it's fun to explore. It's, it's, it, you yeah, know I mean? it's, it's really good. The music is also kind of cool in this area. It's just, just kind of thumping. Yeah. Um, oh, I do like this music. Kind of mysterious eerie vibe. <laughs> I guess like the sun then like you think the sun is kind of like it has like a lampshade on one side it's like a desk lamp you know where it just rotates there's like a it has a recharging port and they want a cocoon <laughs> so it's just it's just in a hole somewhere so you can still see it glowing over the horizon line like yeah, it'll come back later I mean. <laughs> so good <laughs> but we kind of make our way um through here and then um we see like a we hit a wall right yeah we, we yeah. kind of um we come up to like a precipice that lightning just jumps off of and does her cool flips and stuff and hope is also able to get down there because it's a video game i would um, like to say that we make it to a wall that has another exit like there's another way to go besides this wall but if you approach it the game is like no i want you to interact with the wall <laughs> yeah that's for something um, else <laughs> we'll find out what that area does pretty quick we do <laughs> yeah but hope kind of just gives us some dialogue and says dead end guess we have to go back like hey you yeah. can't go that way you know um i i don't see any way over that uh and then we kind of go up to that wall it looks like a dam or something like yeah. maybe yeah who knows but has lots of circuitry and stuff but uh hope says like you know where you're going right and lightning says yeah i've been on missions here before i thought that was interesting what yeah. kind of missions do you think the lightning's been on here yeah, well, she says nothing to do with uh, the purge. Yeah, Hope's like, yeah. oh, nothing to do with the purge, right? Like, he's very, like, and she's like, no, she's no, like, no, no, that's a psychom thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she explains, she's like, the military is split into two arms. The Public Security and Intelligence Command, known as Psycom, and the Guardian Corps. I was in the Guardian Corps, the Bodum Security Regiment. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, okay, you were a mall cop, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, Hope is like, well, then why were you on the train if you're not part of SciComm? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she says, for Sarah. And we get another flashback. A, a really, great really fl- good flashback. Love um, this flashback. A nice little snappy, but very good flashback. And we are now, I'm guessing... Day 13. Yeah. This is basically, you know, maybe an hour before the game starts. Yeah, this yeah. is like right before we, we entered the game with everyone on the train. And I love that. I love that we get to see like what happened just prior. Like that's, it's super cool. It's also really cool that everyone always says how linear this game is because of the gameplay of it. And you just kind of go from one end of the game to the next. Yeah. But I love that the way the storytelling kind of just ping pongs around and does so in a way. Oh, that you know, you're right. You can read up on the data logs if you want. So you can become familiar with characters before you see them. So you can kind of digest the information that the game has in its fiction as you go along with it like oh yeah lightning would know who her lieutenant is so i can read about him before getting into you know uh, the the cutscene with him or you know like if you're if you're yeah. constantly looking at the data logs it kind of gives you a, a diegetic way of of absorbing the information that the game is presenting to you and i really really like that way of storytelling you know, that's an interesting point. I never really thought about it that way. But, like, for everybody who says 13 is very linear, like, the walking around is linear. But no other aspect of the game is linear. And, like, that's that's an interesting uh, point to bring up. Yeah, I think most, f- besides, I guess, 7, maybe some 10, like, most Final Fantasies do seem like what's ahead of us is the story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not so much what was behind us. Like, this is, and like, I think at this point in the game, the farthest back that we can go in the data logs is just day five. And yeah. What yeah. day five says is just that incident that Lightning was talking to her commander. Yeah, the Uride Gorge incident. Yeah. And it doesn't give us any mm. additional information. It's not like, here's the events of what happened and here's how you should feel about it or anything. It's literally just like kind of just reiterating what it said in the cutscene, but giving a, a few more details. But nothing jumped out at me to where I was like, oh, I want to talk about this on the podcast. Other Dude, than I, that, it's there. I don't even remember. Like, this is genuinely true. I don't remember what the first, like, five days of that list incorporate. So Mm -hmm. I'm once again incredibly excited to go back and find out, like, what was on day one. We don't even know the significance of why the purge day is day 13. Like, I'm assuming the vestige was found or whatever on day one or something. Who knows? I don't know. I I think the vestige was... When the vestige is like day the vestige nine had or already something, been there and they Psycom on day eleven, they had just been like, "Oh, we found something bad in there." Like, yeah, you yeah. might want to not come to school tomorrow. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. It's, it's great. It, it's really cool. I really like unraveling it. the mystery. We're finding out what the story is because, like, well, once we figure out what day one is, then we can kind of like maybe frame everything. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't remember the when they show you. The wrap up episode of this season will probably be pretty chonky. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're so we're at Bodum Station at day thirteen and. This is basically kind of a TSA like gate check where everyone's getting getting put onto the train. This looks yeah. nothing like a SEPTA station. I just want to say, there is not even the Wawa one that they just opened up. Did they open a Wawa? Excuse me? station? The regional rail line. Uh, I think it used to be called a Media Elwin, but now it's called Media Wawa. Oh, holy shit! What? I used to take. I used to take that one. <laughs> yeah, it's the media. It's the media Wawa line. Can I eat Wawa on the train? What a time to be alive. <laughs> but it's weird seeing trains with Wawa on it now. Like, that's a little like, disturbing. Like, like, I do yeah, love kind of Wawa, dystopian. but... Yeah, yeah like, like, I love Wawa, but I don't know that I want them to be in charge of my public transit. No, <laughs> exactly. Like, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> but I do want to visit a Wawa station, though. It opens today, so a lot of people... I saw some people are like, I'm going to Wawa wow. today. Well, this, this, uh, this may on, be more akin to... It brings new meaning a, to going on a Wawa run. Yeah. 
<laughs> I would not mind being purged to a Wawa. <laughs> yeah, everyone. Luckily, day thirteen did coincide with Hoagie Fest, so everyone does have like like five dollar classic <laughs> Hoagies, which is good. So they're all wearing their weird tie dye shirts that say Wawa on it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're we're at the Bodum Station. And um, we can kind of just see everyone's, they're not in their like robes yet or anything, but everyone's. Some of them are in their robes, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, we see, we do see like behind them, there is like a changing room with like a weird like force yeah. field. People are going yeah. in and then coming out wearing the robes. Yeah, yep. exactly. And they're, and Psycom's just like follow instructions and stay in your line. Like join, join in the line. Personal belongings will be returned upon arrival. So they just took their shit and then they're like, oh, yeah, you'll get it back when the purge is successful and you're on pulse. Right, right. Yeah, and so like I, you know, they're they're doing everything to try to keep everybody calm and orderly and like non suspicious. Yeah, and then they immediately stop doing that. When and they immediately stop a, doing that. <laughs> two people just make a run for it, and like this is a very grisly thing. Like, oh, it's like this all, is a all, all disgusting fun aside, scene. guys. This is yeah. fucked up. Like, um, the Psycom soldiers just kind of chase after them. They're like after them, and and just they start opening fire on them. They just and fucking if, open fire on these people and light them up. Obviously, yeah. everyone else is terrified, and it kind of just you know shows you the stakes here. And like we already knew this. There were some bystanders like th like they were just kind of in disbelief, and there actually was one guy who's like, "Those are warning shots, right?" Yeah, <laughs> like, completely like no, dude. It, it, it's one of the things where again, kind of just hammering home the like the the gravity of the situation and how everyday people might not really realize how fucked up Sanctum actually is, and right. the best interest right. of the people might not actually be what the sanctum is saying it is and they're basically like right. you know like oh yeah don't worry we got all your cool stuff you'll get it when you get to your destination and then people run and they just immediately shoot them down like very very yeah. dark very grisly and as soon as that happens the the guard who's kind of in charge of directing everybody is like i repeat stay in your lines yeah this is for your own safety and then we see yeah. lightning kind of walking up forward to him she goes R up to the walking up to him like a like a real motherfucker yeah and then he he looks at her pauldron that has the you know the two glowing things that alex brought up again probably a, a show of rank because he's like hey you don't you don't need to be here what's the gc doing here this op's under psychom direction so direct me. Let me on. I want to be purged. <sighs> he like stops and he like leans close to her. He's like looking around and stuff. And he's like, uh, you don't have to do this, dude. Like only civs get purged. Sanctum staff and soldiers are exempt, which again, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, no, you get the you're you're fine. You're you're one of us. Like you, you don't have to cops don't need to uh, wear masks or. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to that firefighter that got fired recently. If you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, but he, just explaining how fucked up it is again. And she just like takes out her weapon and hands it to him. And she's like, I guess I quit then. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I'm a civilian now. And he's like, OK, line up. And he's like. You know, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He was like, hey, yeah, I he's tried. he's like, whatever, man. I, I tried. <laughs> but Saz happens to see this. Saz sees it. He, he's in the line, and he sees her do this. Yeah. And he's like, I want to fucking get to know this person. And he runs up to her. Oh, that's right. He he moves up from one line to... There's like three lines, and he's like, he moves from his line to her line because he wants to kind of see what the fuck... Yeah, and he just says... Uh, I thought he was like being sneaky at first, but I realized like, oh yeah, he was already in line. Yeah, yeah. He was like, he I was, need to yeah. see what's going on with this because like that's an unheard of thing to see and he he probably understands it since he's adjacent to the military as like the pilot um but he goes uh, excuse me hey hey lady <laughs> like yeah hey, lady. Hey, lady. <laughs> he's like what gives like 
uh, and she said, um, I volunteered. And he's like, really? Uh, you don't look ready to go quiet into that good night, which I fucking love. I, I love that. So love much. that. And, uh, and her lightning, response. Mwah. Lightning in her own way of saying, you seem cool. Don't come to school tomorrow. She says, you want quiet? You'd better take the next train. Oh, and incredible is just chef's like, kiss you know, line right there. Saz is into it. And he's like, well, now I really want to see what you're up to. Yeah. And he just follows <laughs> right behind her. And it's so good, dude. Oh, it's so sick. I do. I, I do love this. Like, fucking ice cold focus like lightning has she's like i'm gonna get on this train and murder everyone she's like, i'm going <laughs> to fuck shit up in a way that you have probably never seen shit get so <laughs> fucked up so you know <laughs> uh owns <laughs> lightning has a voiceover here again uh, mm-hmm, to yeah. kind of bookend it uh says i had to rescue sarah before they transported the vestige to pulse and out of my reach my only chance to save her was to join the purge mm-hmm and I'm going to go purge myself in the bathroom. Well, I was going to say this quick little thing because okay. uh, we're about to change over to the other. Characters. Then I'll do the joke. You can leave that one in or cut it out. I don't <laughs> care. But um, yeah, but hopes like uh, you're, you're telling me that you got on that train so that you could save your sister. Yeah. And like he's like crazy. I, I could never do anything like that. Yeah. And lightning and says this, it's not a question of can or can't. Yeah. Some it's things not a question you just of can do. Or can't. Yeah, like some things you just have to do. Like there are some things in life you just a baby's got to do what a baby's got to do. <laughs> yeah. And and as she's saying that, she's climbing that uh that cliff, right? Yeah. And um and hope is also kind of dejected and he's like, "Yo, that's easy for you to say." And as she's uh as she's like jumping away and climbing, he's like, "Lightning." Um God, I fucking love this so much. I know. And she just leaves. She just straight up like climbs that cliff and just Walks on, and he's like, "What the fuck? <laughs> she left me here." I mean, he did say like, "I could never do anything like that," and she was like, "Cool." She's like, "All right, see." You. Like, yeah, and he he does say, "She left me." <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. He left us. He left us. But that's not what I'm gonna do. And much <laughs> like that guy in Jurassic Park who left the kids so that uh, he could run yeah. into the bathroom mm. and take a shit and get eaten by a T Rex as he's doo dooing out his asshole. Uh, then Curtis is going to do the same. I am. I'm going to go get eaten by a T-Rex while I do oh, yeah. that my asshole. And I'm going to volunteer. <laughs> when you got to go, you got to go. <laughs> Some things you just duty. Oh, it's a <laughs> Okay, bye. <laughs> She's turning to Crystal. She was a lassie. <laughs> she was a lassie. Hope's all alone. All, all alone. alone. <laughs> and we're stuck in Vile Peaks. <laughs> we're at Vile Peaks. Billy Dan, Billy Man, Billy Man. <laughs> oh, <Fantastic>. good. <laughs> so, what happens now? Oh, yeah. So, we're over to Saz and Vanille, right? Mm hmm. And they are going on their mystical journey uh yeah we cut to this is part that i actually reminded carl of because uh we cut over and it's uh it's just the back of saz because he's trying to figure out what, what where they're going it's chocobo pops out of his fro and we see uh vanille is hoisting herself up onto a ledge one two three ah, we go <laughs> hmm. what are you up to hey saz turns around and is like what are you up to and immediately like Gets a glimpse of something he maybe doesn't need to see. Yeah. Oh, I did 
didn't understand what the deal was. I'm sorry. I'm I dumb. didn't realize that either. And Alex pointed it out, and I was like, I don't remember that. And then I went back and watched my video, and I was like, Oh my fucking god! Yeah, that is absolutely what happens. And as, that's exactly like, what I'm watching it right now. That's exactly. What I, didn't, give, I didn't even realize what was going on. This is some real like Master Roshi trope energy here that I don't think really aligns i don't think they're like oh saz is being pervy or whatever it's just no like, he looks horrified yeah he's, he's like, like oh my god oh, and like no. as he's like looking we can kind of see through his um point of view and the chocobo chick jumps out of his hair and floats down so we don't see anything which i guess is a a, a win for the the developers not being super i mean creepy. she's wearing fur over her ass anyway so it's not like we would have seen anything but yeah. yeah, but uh, Chocobo blocks his view and kind of scoldingly like quays at him. It's very funny. Yeah, it's like hey, yeah. hey, <laughs> scoldingly works at him. <laughs> yeah, um, as he's trying to like pull himself up after Vanille because she's just kind of um, just gung ho, just going full throttle ahead. Um, the, the Chocobo is like cheering on Saz and is kind of just like doing like a, a heave ho type thing. It's it's yeah, really yeah. really cute. But yeah, now we get more of a primer about the synergist role and yes. what we can use. I think we already talked about that as well. I think we got the But same. now with Saz, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and so the thing is that uh, even though these characters learn the same roles, they do not have the same skills. Right, and, exactly. And that continues so, on to the end of the game, too. So even at the very end, you have to be like, okay, which character has what? Yeah, it's and not like, like a sphere grid where you can turn Saz into Kamari or something. Like right, uh, right, right. Um, it it kind of just tells us that uh, Saz can use the Faith spell, which raises the target's magic. It's like I forget what that was called in um, in uh, Final Fantasy X, but similar to Cheer, but for magic. And also, uh, he'll be able to learn Bravery, which will boost the target's strength. Right now, we don't really have a character that it would benefit from having strength raised, so. In this role, you know, he can boost either yeah. his own magic or Vanille's, which will now be let me, pretty helpful. Let me say, and bravery is pretty early on in the Crystarium too. It's like it's like the second thing you can learn, so you can get real quick. But can I just say, faith and bravery, game changers in this game. I don't oh, know what yeah. the actual like multiplier is for the magic or the strength. I should probably look it you gotta up. Gotta get Zwanzig on the line right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, it is significant. Like. It does a lot. It's a huge difference. And because Vanille has Saboteur, you can uh, she can um, reduce their physical and magical defense. And if you reduce somebody's you know physical and magical defense and then faith and bravery your party, you do a lot of damage. Like you just melt through people. So it's yeah, it's huge it's really, in this game. Really nice. Um, but we also yeah. get another primer about uh, three-way battles, which is a really cool mechanic where yeah. you know at times you're gonna encounter enemy groups engaging in battle with one another. So similar to like what happens in Elden Ring, you'll you'll come up on a battle and you won't like get a preemptive strike, usually, I don't think. Um, but you'll be in a battle and one of those uh, what, what were the uh, the mecha man? The pulse work. The pulse work soldiers. Yeah, the pulse work so soldiers will be fighting some of the other enemies and stuff and you can kind of just some hang back and watch it happen. Things, yeah. Yeah. You, you can preemptive them. Though. It's basically the pulse robots versus the psychom robots. Yeah, exactly. Um, which really changes how to strategize in a very cool way and in a very yeah. effective way again in, in just kind of the, the way the game is subtly tutorializing you. And can I say, when it says that there are three-way battles, it means it because there are, there's like one or two fights in here where you'll see 
three types of creatures or whatever. And I was like, oh, a four-way battle where I can like take out the different groups. No, it is a three-way battle. Even though mm -hmm. there are like multiple types of creatures, there are only two sides. Yeah, so in one of the so fights, I was like, well, I'll take out the pulse work soldier first. And then I had to fight like seven or eight creatures at the same time. And I was like, yep. oh no. This is a really cool mechanic that like it might just sound like a like a gimmick like it's like oh now you have dual Pokemon battles which like changes things a little bit but not mm. really too much that really matters in my opinion but with this it's literally like no this isn't just a fun little new thing this is like you need to pay attention with which side like you've already fought these enemies and you fought them by themselves you know that the pulse works uh, soldier is really hard to take down so maybe you should clear out some of the things that that is fighting while it's distracted and figure out when you want to attack and take him out because like like curtis said if you take him out and you're just like cool then they all come after you like i've gotten well let a me ask of you like how how did you how did you usually go about these fights i would usually try and just like figure out which one I had the most trouble with in a previous battle yeah. and then prioritize and that's around That's actually what it leave. says I think too is like the yeah. a good way is like take out the one that you would have most trouble with because or, or else you're going to be stuck fighting it alone. So I, I took out the they, soldier first. I think they do first. say that, yeah. Yeah, I took out the soldier first because I figured that was the longest amount of time that it would take to mm -hmm. beat an enemy and then I would take out the like the stragglers and be like okay no problem that's easy so you I would always I mean? go for like the pulse work guys because they take a little Me while too, to build yeah. down because I've gotten used to fighting the psychom robots no problem so I would yeah yeah I would use that's them to help that. me out, like get the uh, pulse works like stagger bar up a little faster because they're everyone's winning right on it. yeah I would I would try and just um do as much damage as I could to the pulse work soldier without necessarily taking him down depending on how many you know allies he had in the fight and um, wanted to make sure that there was I, I could maximize the amount of time that I had two enemies fighting each other before they turned on me. Yeah, which like I too. learned the hard way in one fight when I was like, oh, I'm gonna focus on this guy, and then I was like, oh fuck, now I'm like really not ready for what comes next. But <laughs> I'm a very learn by doing type of person, and the best way mm -hmm. to learn by doing is by getting your ass kicked and oh yeah, absolutely. And being like, oh okay, now I will never make that mistake again. Or if I do, right. I will not feel like it was unfair, and I'll be like, that was my fault. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also get a few like instances of saws like mostly like turning on something to advance forward, right? Yeah, we actually this area is kind of neat. Like it seems like there are leftover corridors from buildings that are like strewn like about, the old, like access corridors or tubes and maybe ship wells or like things from spaceships or whatever. Like or like yeah, like access corridors that need to be. We need to turn some machina on to open up a door or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waka would be fucking losing his mind right now. He would be so unhappy. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a, the first one I think we turned. Is the first one we. T uh, I, I think we do a propeller first. Oh, no, we get a like a. It's like a weird grapple thing that pulls oh, like, the a little tube magnet towards thing, you. Yeah. Because he's like. After we see our first three way battle, um, he turns on this like a little rig. Like, oh, I've never seen one of these rigs before. And it like shoots out a little like energy grapple and pulls like mm -hmm. this piece of like engine towards us so we can move forward and he's like yeah so yeah, i was like really whoa, whoa 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 i knew that would happen <laughs> yeah yeah i, I like that yeah <laughs> yeah and then as we go on we do we see another one of those there's um like a giant turbine that's like with a bunch of shit stuck in it and he turns on it kind of just flings like the debris out of the way <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like, and he's really real startled by it <laughs> it's really good um but yeah, and, and a piece of cake. I, I got really startled by that too. I thought they were gonna get like sucked through. Dude, <laughs> I like, was like, oh my god, good thing it stopped, right? Yeah. The fucking yeah. like final destination or saw or some shit. Yeah. yeah. 
But at the end of that pathway, we eventually come up upon hope. <laughs> so like, this is the other direction that you could get to this area from. Yeah, so like we, we took a detour and that was, yeah, we it all ends up in the same location. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah, hope's moping. Hoping. Hope's moping. Hope's hope. moping. Mope's moping. We should just start calling him Mope. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Vanille sees Hope and is like, oh, we made it. And Saz says, where's Grumpy? <laughs> yeah, very good. And he just kind of like looks up the little yeah. cliff and uh, Saz's like, uh, he got left behind, huh? And he tries to like put his hand on his shoulder and Hope like fucking smacks him away and stands up and he goes, leave me alone. This is pointless. I can't keep up. He can't go home. It's over for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like very defeatist about it. And Vanille's trying to help out. She's like, it's not over. We're going to get you home. And he's like, well, I don't even have a home. Like mom's gone, right? Yeah. And uh, she's like, well, what about your dad? And uh, that sends us into a another flashback. Yet How many is that this flashback. episode? Three or four? <laughs> uh, three, I guess. This is where yeah. we learn the Jack shot. Um, because <laughs> you can't do like, it, you kid. Can't do it, kid. <laughs> <laughs> but we see that um, day eleven, the seaside city of Bodom. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, I guess we already knew that everybody was at Bodom, but it is funny to me every time we go back and be like, "Oh yeah, the goddamn fireworks." Everybody yeah, was everyone, watching. Everyone I, I really like this. Again, it's just kind of cool, like seeing it from different perspectives at different yeah. points. Like, I, I, I really like that. We get I to see like Britney see- Spears' mom again. May <laughs> she rest in peace. RIP to a real one. She went down swinging like a fucking badass because mm-hmm. she's tough. Once again, we're seeing the vestige behind everyone. It's cool. It's weird seeing it now, just there looming. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. standing yeah. there <laughs> menacingly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she's making a wish. Not making a wish, Hope? Mom, you still believe in that kind of stuff? Wishing on fireworks? Really? That's for little kids. Oh, oh. <laughs> Who are you calling kid? You? Yeah, it's very cute. And, uh, and uh, Hope asks, like, what did you wish for? And uh, she says, next year your father could come with us. And, and he, like, that puts him in a bad mood immediately. He's like, why? It's better like a this. A bad mood that he does not recover from for the rest <laughs> of the game. <laughs> He's like, it's better like this. We don't need him. And she's like visibly like upset. Yeah. Right about it. But I'm guessing that like he's just an absent father. Maybe busy. Busy with business. It's from what I've gathered from this. Busy right? doing work. Always Who busy knows? with business. Because it doesn't seem like they're split up or anything like that. It just seems like. Yeah. He's just- yeah. She wouldn't. She wouldn't like say that, I guess, if they were not together. Mm-hmm. Unless she was down bad. <laughs> Perhaps she may be down there. Um, but yeah, then we kind of get a just a, a voiceover from like the current day about how that was the day that they found the Pulse uh, Falci, and you know the next day the soldiers sealed off the town, and we couldn't get back to Hope's hometown. Palum Palum, Palum and characters from FF4. Yeah, what? <laughs> Incredible. Mm-hmm. They all turned to stone. I really. <laughs> <laughs> Which. The data log for Palampolum, when you, I think this is where we get it, and it says like what Palampolum is, that's the data log where it's like, oh, they have actual shops in Palampolum, that's nuts. Oh, that's really <laughs> it, cool. That's like everybody cute. else in the world. Sounds pretty uh, fancy. Yeah. You can go and buy some gold needles. <laughs> Hope's hometown, Palampolum is one of the biggest cities in Cocoon. Retail stores line the streets, a rarity in society where online purchases are the norm, with a goal of promoting their hands-on approach to commerce as a tourist attraction. The local government actively encourages business to set up shop. Not I do. I do like the like, I feel like that's like America goals kind of in a way where it's like, 
what if we could make the most touristy thing in the world just buying shit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, well, I mean, that's that's literally mall culture. You know, mall the yeah. malls kind of sprung up around that, and then it became not really the method that people purchase things anymore, which is why <laughs> we see so many dying malls. Yeah. Bringing back the brick and mortar at a uh, Palum Palum. That's <laughs> a Rick and Morty. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, Rick and Morty. <laughs> Um, yeah, so back to present day. I think these a lot of these uh, voiceovers are kind of like imply that maybe they're saying it out loud to whoever they're like. Yeah, yeah. Not just a flashback that's kind of separate from the story, but it's actually like him recounting the events yeah, aloud. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, that's what I assumed. Every um, game has its way of um, characters explaining to other characters what's happened, whether it be in just normal text. Whether it be in flashbacks or the greatest way of all in Super Mario RPG, where he just pantomimes what oh, has happened. So he turns into Bowser. Starts <laughs> he crying. He starts crying and It's like Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was like the Courage the Cowardly <laughs> Dog thing. <laughs> oh my God, I love Courage so much. <laughs> Hope is kind of the Courage the Cowardly Dog of this, <laughs> of this one. Saz is always saying, Stupid Hope, you made I, me look I, bad. I've never played. Uh, lightning returns and i understand that there is more um character development for hope in a way that might ruin what i'm getting ready to say so don't come at me on twitter or wherever don't don't at me about this i don't know what it is yet but go to twitter.com like, slash twirlin curtis yeah hope is like become one of my favorite characters in this game like i really like him because i think he starts at like the, he starts the lowest out of any of the characters. You know what I mean? Like, he's always like, oh, it's all over for us. I can't do it. Oh, I, everything sucks. I'm, I'm just angry all the time. And he seems like so frustrating or whatever. So I think that like every bit of like personal growth he gets is just like a yes, <laughs> like moment every time I see it. I'm like, yeah, let's go, Hope. You kick ass. <laughs> now, uh, the way that you put that just makes me think of like how I've only read the first Dune book. And I'm like, oh, Paul's pretty cool. I like Muad'Dib. And then like talking to other people and they're like, oh, yeah, the, the way his character gets. Uh, yeah. But, and and uh, my understanding is that like Lightning Returns is a little that way. But like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know, though. I don't understand. <laughs> Who knows? Uh. Doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, he, he kind of is just talking. He's like, oh, you know, they forced us all, uh, all onto the train with everyone. And like mom, she was like very frantic and like she she wanted to get us home. So she tried to fight. And as he's saying this, uh, you can kind of see like Saz kind of moping, like thinking in, into himself at the, while he's talking about this as well. Yeah. yeah and Vanille yeah. is kind of walking up to him and, and you know, like interacting more with with hope and he says she got tricked by snow oh and he like stands he, up too when he says like, that he's like he mad used her yeah and then and vanille just says let's get you home okay your dad's got to be worried yeah and he's like let him worry <laughs> yeah. why should why should i care he doesn't and then saz says something he says very he says, quietly kind of to himself but mm -hmm. loud enough that everybody can hear it yeah yeah he says any father cares which is interesting. Um, Vanille is kind of like Saz, and he's like, ah, oh, it's nothing. Like, forget it. And he he kind of just starts walking off and... and um, Goes futzing with more Machina. Yeah, he's futzing yeah. with Machina. He, he, he uses um, one of those little magnet things to pull, like, garbage in such a way that it makes, like, a staircase going up the, uh, the cliff The thing side. that pulls out almost looks like, a, like some sort of mining drill. But it has a kind of a ramp shape to it, so they're able to use it as a stairway. Right. 
Yeah. And and like while that's all happening, Vanille's like, oh, come with me. And she like grabs hope, you know, trying to I think like what I get from this is that Vanille is like not being pushy about being like, I think you're looking at the snow stuff the wrong way. Like she doesn't want to say that because he's still experiencing grief and trauma from it all. But she's like, right. dude, snow didn't trick your mom. Your mom was doing yeah. what she thought she had to do. And like it right. was her choice. Snow wasn't just like, here's a gun you have to fight. Like right. Snow even said, like, are you sure? Like, he was, like, second-guessing it, but Snow didn't want to be like, no, you can't do this with us. Like, you're not allowed. Yeah, I can be uh, angry at the military complex and the people who enlist. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't say they were tricked by the military complex. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good point. <laughs> even though they do, they do that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, for sure. Putting up shop in, uh, in malls and whatnot. And uh, eSport events and shit. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, they're, they're, they bring hope along with them, you know, say like, we'll get you back home. Your dad yeah. will be happy to see you. Yeah. And away we go up the, we do some hopping up the, the up Machina. The Agro Crag. Agro Crag. There's a lot of, I love the little interstitial dialogue where like Vanille's just like constantly like uh, cheering on Saz. Like, good, good job. That was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime, anytime he uses technology. I, uh, there's um there's a line whenever they're in a, um a battle together and you're like kicking butt vanille will go let's go saz <laughs> i like really <laughs> like that or so way good. or way to go saz yeah yeah way to go saz yeah there's and, uh, a lot of really good battle things i don't think i've like talked about them specifically but like um i think snow earlier was like we gotta win this stuff and yeah it's like anytime you get into a battle you just hear that stuff and it's so good or every time you change like a paradigm like uh whoever is the leader has like a little quip like sounds like I, it's like follow the old man's league or like follow the old man's uh -huh. league you go girl <laughs> or like <laughs> oh, that's my favorite one is when he said when it's just like saz and vanilla he goes you go girl <laughs> like, yes <laughs> or he says something like zigzag and dodge or something like that like when he when you're <laughs> Bobbing and weaving, bobbing and weaving, yeah. <laughs> bobbing and weaving. Yeah, love it. It's so good. It's it's cool, dude. Saz is the best character. I love He's him so, so much. Good. I love him so much. And I love that like we just got the tiniest, tiniest little taste of what his deal is just now. Yeah, where he's like, yeah, any puts, father cares. Yeah, yeah. It kind of puts into perspective like what I was talking about earlier. Just thinking about when he said dodge, you know, I was like, mm, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Like, yeah What's the deal with that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> bobbing and weaving, zigzagging and dodging. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we continue our our trek through um, through the garbage. Um, we can get uh, a hope weapon here. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to pronounce it. The the neen something or other. Oh the, yeah. The Nintendo. Yeah. He gets his Nintendo finally. The Nirta? Um, yeah, something like that. But is this thing you can buy? Yes. Um it's I I immediately went to that like arms shop, up in arms that we got. Up in arms, um, everybody dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh I, I was looking through it and I noticed that we could have bought it if we had enough gill, which we did not. And I was like, oh well. I probably wouldn't have bought it anyway. Man. We'll pr probably find it. And then found it here. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> dude. Like, we don't have enough money for anything in this game. No, just like real life, man. Yeah. Ninurda. Ninurda. Designed with balance and performance in mind, this boomerang deliberately avoids extreme characteristics of competitor models. Okay. I do love that the descriptions are like they're tools or like, like, like they sound like something that you would buy from like Dick Sporting Goods or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, yeah. I, I like and the way that this world is structured in that way that the shops are like actual shops with you know advertisement paper and stuff like that yeah. <laughs> like ad I, reads 
I think the way that this ends up working in like a mechanical sense is that it lowers your strength, but it also adds a passive ability of physical wall uh, five mm. ah. to hope. So Very whatever good. that means. Well, um, Minarta. I think in this episode, maybe next episode, we'll talk about uh, the equipment skills because the tutorial pops up for them. Yeah. But yeah, we kind of just make our way through and fight more of these, um, you know, pulse work soldiers. We got some cool paradigms like Tri Disaster. Yeah, Tri Disaster is really so cool. Good. Everyone's just raining magic down on on your enemies. Triple Ravagers, baby. Yeah, so real good. good. Real, real I forget cool. the other paradigms that we have right now. I mean, you can at, at this point you can almost make any of them except yeah, you can need. you can make like new ones as well that just don't come yeah. default, which is pretty cool. It's just cool the, that we have a bunch that are uh, every time we our party changes, we have like yeah maybe three or even four different like yeah we got we got Tri Disaster, we got Superiority, uh, which is Synergist, Saboteur, and Synergist which is a weird one so um, like they're basically just like supporting Saz I think in that right yeah as well as Saz I mean uh, they'll they'll do everybody um like what'll happen is um when you if you choose auto battle on a synergist it I think it starts with the topmost character or whatever your leader character and then they'll work their way down the little um uh or I guess not auto battle. I guess if you if you have a uh, uh, party members doing it or whatever, yeah, if they'll a party go member through who the... has the role. They will yeah, like yeah. they'll either just make you like the leader, you know, give the buff or something, and then they'll also provide that buff right. to the other characters throughout. If you stay in that paradigm long enough, they're also kind of dumb though, in a little a little bit in the way that like if you're a commando and you like don't have ruin right or whatever like like say you're sass oh, right yeah they'll be like oh we need to cast faith on him and you'll be like no that does nothing mm -hmm. and they'll like do it first and be like that's definitely the most important thing yeah but yeah but we find a new uh enemy type here as well the incubus yeah hell yeah dude and i think these are called in the speedrun community birds and I know that people fucking hate them because they run fast. They're also yeah. kind of annoyingly. They sound very annoying, but they oh, like <laughs> their designs cool. They do look like um, dancers at like a like a, some sort of like Japanese festival or whatever. Because they, yeah, they, yeah. they look Definitely. like humanoids wearing a bird costume for like a festival. They look exactly like the parade. The people in the parade in Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> doing the, doing cool, the thriller the cool dance. ass dances. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the thriller dance. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, before we even see our first incubus, um, we also see a succubus later. But um, yeah, definitely. yeah, we, we yeah. come up on a a, a large ship. It, it, the incubus is like right before it, the okay, first right one. It. It, it's like right there, same place. Yeah, but um, yeah, we come up on a large ship, like you're saying. It's like stuck in the ground, and like it's it's bow or its stern or whatever is like poking up it's out like of here. Sank or it's just dumped here. Yeah, but uh, Vanille, uh, yeah, comments on it. Isn't that a a warship from Pulse. You mean they made it this far? Of course not. Not during the war and not since. They might have tried, but none of their forces made it into Cocoon. They only damaged the outer rim. Then the Sanctum's foul sea pushed them back. What'd you, uh, sleep through history? <laughs> More or less. More or less. More yeah. or less. Interesting. Yeah. I assume. <laughs> So what's a ship from Pulse doing here? Um, and then Hope says, once the war was over, people couldn't live near the rim anymore in places like Hanging Edge. So Where's the rim of a sphere, you think? <laughs> like a, the well, crust? I'm guessing 
since they broke through that they're the created oh the rim of the break i guess yeah like the rim of the break i would imagine i see if we actually saw i think uh vaguely what cocoon looks like based on i think the necklace that uh the uh that snow has right it is looks like a giant planet with kind of a bite taken out like an apple yeah that's true so the i think what they mean like the rim they do mean like maybe the opening oh okay yeah where the outside meets the inside that's what i assumed um yeah, in place like hanging. So this foul sea, they gathered up the scrap metal from Pulse and used it for rebuilding here. And this is what was left, a bunch of garbage. Saw says, who to thunk? Who to thunk? Who to thunk? Pulse foul sea and who knows what mixed with him with all the trash. Mixed in with all the trash. And, and, and Vanille like, kind of echoes, who to thunk? <laughs> like, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. She says it like cute. to herself very sadly. Who to thunk? <laughs> it's awesome. And you could have it all, my empire of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so we continue carving our way through and like I, like not to like pass over the actual gameplay aspects but i mean it is very much just like the different permutations it's, of these battles it's a lot of battles mm. it's uh pretty difficult i i again i got quite a few game overs and and it was a lot of learn by doing mm -hmm. um yeah the incubus has cast a lot of like fire attacks and shit right the thing they can do a lot of damage but they have very little hp so you kind of have to like maximize your you're going in on them you can't really like take too long to set up yeah. But yeah. if you have like a quick like saboteur, stick them with something or like get a synergist to stick you with something like that. It makes them go super fast. Yeah, but exactly. But yeah, they can definitely overwhelm you because they'll show up in twos and threes, uh, three with the succubus. Yeah. Oh, and when you get hit with the succubus, when that is included, it does a move where it supercharges the other incubus and then they will fuck your world up and i think the i think she does a like dance to do that right i think the movie is called right. something dance which yeah. is very similar to in dark souls the channelers will also do a, yeah. a goofy little Fortnite dance in order to buff everything around you so that like <laughs> common enemies just destroy you the, Wait, the incubus are like the gaping dragon and the succubus <laughs> oh is like yeah, that channeler that, that you always forget about. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is another paradigm called uh, thaumaturgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know how to pronounce that, so I just skipped right over it. That's, I'm assuming that's probably how like thaumaturgy. Yeah, it sounds right to me. FF14 heads. Ravager, medic, and ravager. Yeah, FF14 heads will appreciate that. That's, uh, that's what they changed the name of black mage to. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. Thaumaturge. Thaumaturge. That's a cool, a cool word. Does this? Do we get smart bomb at this point? There's another. I think that's the next. You can no, that's make the next, them. That's the but, next group that we have. Okay. I think if you uh, actually do make a, um, I think because I'm watching this walkthrough, I think if you do, you can get it now if you make your own deck with uh, the right configuration. Right. I'm just wondering. I think the smart bomb might need a commando. If I think it's it's just ravager, saboteur, and ravager. Okay. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Which is that's a good uh, grouping too because saboteur also increases the chain bonus duration because like we've seen like the problem with ravager is like even if you have tri disaster on you can build that gauge real fast but it empties so quickly that you just can't get it to stagger and having a saboteur will stick the gauge so you can keep increasing it to stagger so that yeah. is a group a good group to have but anyway we eventually come up on lightning <laughs> Yeah, we, we reach the end of another hall, yet another hallway. Uh, we walk across a little bridge, I think, and then we... She uh, kind of gets a drop on us. That's true, that's true. Yeah, we, we hit the uh, the location that we've been walking to on the mini-map, and uh, we kind of just see our party walking a, a, and uh, from like a vantage high above us, and then Lightning just kind of jumps on down. Once yep. again, uh, Saz and Vanilla are very happy, Like, but everyone, it's just funny, like Hope and Lightning were just like super 
don't know, just taking the wind out of their sails immediately. Yeah. <laughs> this is real like, home hey, alone. welcome back. You miss us? <laughs> real home yeah. alone energy where, um, you know, uh, Catherine O'Hare is like, I have to get home by any means necessary. And she has to go and like travel with John Can- uh, uh, yeah, John Candy or whatever and like do all the crazy <laughs> selling her, her fake Rolex to the guy um, <laughs> just to get home. And then she finally gets home and she's like, oh, I made it. Like, I love you, Kevin. And then like five minutes later, everyone else gets there and they're like, yeah, we just took the plane that we were going to. Like they got there at the same time. <laughs> but Saz is like, oh, welcome to the party. And Vanille's like, oh, you miss us? And um, <laughs> and, and Lightning just, you know, very dismissive of it all. And then Saz just looks at uh, Vanille and goes, oh, what a killer to smile. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And then um, watch it, Saz. <laughs> then we get a party of Saz, Lightning, and Vanille. Where uh, Saz is the party leader, and this is a great setup. These are three really good characters. Yeah, this is this is really cool, but it was also really jarring for me because with when I was in control of Lightning, I was able to keep an eye on her HP a lot easier. And with my current build, she does not have a lot of HP, and she is going in like full force and getting fucking destroyed. So there were certain <laughs> points where I just got like. I just had lightning dead and I'm like, oh my God, like, and again, that doesn't mean that the, you get a game over because she's not Saz the, is party, the party leader. Yeah. yeah. Saz is the party leader, but I had to go through a significant amount of my Phoenix downs here because I was just like, God damn it. Oh lightning. shit. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think this is where we would just the default, one of the default uh, paradigms is smart bomb, but we also get a bully, which is synergist commando and saboteur. That's another good one. I like how we can kind of see where the um, the pulse wave soldiers come from. There's like little storage units. Like the, I do love that. Uh, so they cute. just kind of open up and they just like walk on. I'm out guessing they robotic. kind of just clean shit up and uh, service yeah. stuff. I guess because there are there is technology like running around here. I'm not sure what for what purpose, but this shares do. a mm-hmm. universe with Stray, and we're killing all those cute <laughs> little robots. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Um, I do love like when we come up. Uh, I mean, we fight a an incubus, but there's a, a really cool like stair design that like. Oh yeah, I love this. It looks like it's just like collapse. It looks like a little wall or something. It looks like it's a little collapse, like all the steps, but it, it it telescopes up and then turns on its side and then it kind of unfurls into oh, each yeah, of the steps. Oh yeah, that's so cool. It's such a cool little like uh, tech design. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it would like you would have to have the te- technology really dialed in. Um, and in a world where we have escalators that are just constantly breaking down, I don't think, like, you know, this is some like Elon Musk shit that in on its face, if you just look at it, you're like, oh, that might be a cool idea other than the hyperloop. Cause that's just fucking dumb. No matter what, what he says, <laughs> you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then like when you see it in actual like practical use, you're like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. But here it's very cool. Yeah, I do see a lot of Instagram stories of people making like stairs that collapse from like the wall and like that looks super unstable. <laughs> and yeah, because yeah. there's like no guardrails and it's all the weight is just on the hinges. Yeah, <laughs> but you know this is this is Pulse Tech, so it's probably fine. It's Pulse Tech. What do you, what do you expect? That's hell on they earth. Don't make them like they used to. <laughs> That's the tagline when you get in like good good old Pulse gear. <laughs> um, yeah, but we continue on and we come uh, to a little clearing, right? They can only mean good news. Uh, coming to a clearing only means one thing in a fucking RPG. Yeah. Is this the, the clearing that looks very similar to the one arena in Dirge of Cerberus? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I can see it. It was like in Calm, where I'm like, hmm, wonder what's going to happen here. Yeah. Yeah, and the dragonfly shows up. <laughs> you again! We have to teach you this lesson, old man. <laughs> we walk up. There's a big trash pile at the end of this road. 
It looks kind of um, like it has like a cockpit that reminded me a little bit of the ship that we just crashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like there's clearly something in in the trash, um, and uh, it's probably nothing. But much it, like a uh, seven remake, the pile of what looks like just a bunch of cogs and metal turns out to be an enemy. Yeah, yeah. And if this was Final Fantasy VII Remake, I feel like this would be called The Sweeper. It's yeah, a sweeper. I was going to say, this is just The Sweeper from Final Fantasy VII and more, <laughs> more notably Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. Because it looks very similar to that model. Yeah, it's got like the giant cha- uh, trains and I think instead of like, you know, saws and drills, it just has a few manipulators that we know they're called now. <laughs> right. Um, but it's called The Dreadnought. Yeah. And... Um, yeah. Saz is like, what's that? And uh, Lightning says, a pulse armament. And he goes, that's bad for us, isn't it? And she goes, you have eyes, don't you? <laughs> and we like get into the battle after that. We do. Um, yeah, so the Dreadnought. The Dreadnought is like an easy hard boss. Because yeah, it's a, it's a guitar that has a larger, uh, an acoustic guitar that has a larger body than your typical classical style. But... <laughs> that's true. He's like... I don't know how to describe multiple... it. Like, it's kind of tough. This thing doesn't have multiple uh, like attack points, right? You can't attack the, the middle. No, it just has the one. No, I think it's just the one target. Okay. But what I do like about this boss is, like, obviously, uh, over the last two sections, we've become more accustomed to using the Synergist and the Saboteur, right? Yeah. And so, like, and I feel like the game probably wants you to use Saboteur on this boss. So, like, I was, you know, debuffing him. I was giving him the, the D-Faith and D-Brave. And this boss has a specific move that I think's called like steam clean or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it stops attacking for a moment and like steam starts coming out of it and it begins to remove whatever debuffs you put on it. Yeah. Which is like I, bad I in a that... way, but it's cool because you get some time without attacks. Yeah. I, I think it does it one at a time as well. Like it won't just, it like is. if you have both of the, the debuffs on it, it won't get rid of both of them. It's not like a full sweep. It's uh, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it's staggered. It it'll do them both in the in the in that move, but that mm-hmm. move will go like one, and then a several seconds later, the other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It really cleans its pores out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This this battle was over pretty quickly for me, which was yeah. again empowering because I had enough failure on the way here to realize <laughs> what I need to be prioritizing and and got decent enough with like a. a strategical starting paradigm and then switching uh, you know when appropriate and stuff so it does have um a couple moves that are pretty tough it gets one here in a second that's really the motherfucker but uh, it has like a phase two yeah for it has a phase two move that like yeah so Uh, for phase two we get a bit of a cutscene as well where um we just kind of like it was just the middle of the battle and i was doing a shit ton of damage to it and then it like it looked like my game froze and there was just a bunch of numbers just like there and i was like what the fuck? And then we get a little cutscene of it like, <laughs> falling through like the I think floor. We, we fall through the floor, right? Yeah, yeah. So we, yeah. we injure this thing, the weight of it and the weight of us like ends up and causes the floor to buckle and we fall. And it looks like now that I'm like looking at the outside. Oh no, it does like an uh, it, it it doesn't attack. It has like a cannonball thing that it shoots at oh, the floor. Oh, that's right. And yeah, we I'm all sorry. fall through That's right. There. That's right. Uh, and, and now that I'm looking at the outside too, it looks like we are standing on like a giant container or something like that. Yeah, like um, the outside but, of a room. Yeah, Saz is like, "Oh, I thought we were goners. Like, is everyone okay?" And then, like, as they're all kind of like dusting themselves off from the fall, um, the the dreadnought jumps down and uh, is now level with us and coming up to us. And it looks really pissed. If a machine that looks like a giant <laughs> chainsaw with legs can look pissed, but uh, that 
So that move that it did to, to break open the floor, it now has access to that as a normal move, and that will just game you over. Like, <laughs> that, will <laughs> fucking, that will fuck you up. If it's, yeah, but now it's using, ball. like, Flame Strike or some shit at us now. A Flame Spreader. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's got a Flamethrower now. Yeah. So it's, it's got a lot of, like, moves that hit the entire party. Um, and if you're trying to go fast and you're not keeping your HP maxed out... That fucking cannonball, dude. It'll it. That's the end. You know what I mean? It does like 400 damage. Like it's it's a lot. Um, so this time, luckily, I didn't die from it. But I've died from it every time I've played this game thus far. <laughs> like I was just yeah. like, God damn it! Seems like this is one of the ones that probably involves skipping a cutscene in order to get back into battle. <laughs> Again, not as bad as like Seymour Flux, but right, right. Yeah, and and in phase two, it has significantly more HP. So it, it mm. the battle definitely goes a lot longer. Yeah, it's not it's not terrible though. It's yeah. kind of like one of those things. Like if you do in fact keep your um, HP at like reasonable levels, there's really not a lot it can do to you. If you're not too concerned about the time or like what score you get, you could just set vanille on medic and just go through it that way if you wanted to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's always been my strategy is to kind of hold out until it until it staggers and then switch to relentless mm. assault just to kind of. Looks like I, I was able to get my stagger up to like 692% at one point. <laughs> nice. So yeah, this thing definitely is very tanky, but... Yeah. Cool fight. Pretty fun. What does Vigilance do? Now that I think about it. The the Synergist move. According okay, according to um the Final Fantasy fandom wiki, Vigilance... Vigilance, wow. <laughs> Vigilance is a Synergist ability that applies the Vigilance status. Nice. Also known as Endure. Uh, Vigilance increases a chance of interrupting the opponent's action when attacking. Oh, Increases okay. resistance against interruption. It yeah, it boosts your poise, and it um, can help you break their poise, basically. So you can yeah, interrupt okay. their attacks if they're in the middle of a swing. You have a higher chance of that. Or you are less likely to get um, staggered away from being able to complete one of your uh, ATB fresh uh, refresh things. Okay. Yes. All right. That seems very useful if you're, you know, trying to like prevent some, you know, super attack from happening. It's not so useful when I auto battle and then Saz, or no, wait, not Saz. Um, when we're playing as like Vanille or Hope or somebody, and they always want to start with that instead of bravery or faith, and I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh well. Well, yeah. How how'd you guys do? I I uh, I was able to get five stars on this one. Um, the target oh, time yeah. was six minutes and thirty-five seconds, and I did it in three minutes and forty-three. I have, I have my photo. Let me, let me dig it out here. Oh, I think I missed my stars. What was your target time? Uh, mine was. Let me see. Uh, six minutes and thirty-five seconds. Oh, mine was six oh seven. Interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because we have uh, Zwanzig's correction corner. <laughs> um, oh, he okay. Actually, pointed this out on our Discord. He said target time is scaled by your stats versus the enemies, which is oh, why you guys okay. get different okay. results depending on your leveling and equipment. Um, so oh, target times okay. for Idolins are always hilariously high, which is even funnier considering considering the strict Doom counter, which I'm guessing is because the calculation normally includes their HP, which Idolins don't have. So maybe it takes the maximum number. Uh, uh, okay. And it's also um when I when I was talking about, you know, using uh Libra on the Shiva sisters and said how like I didn't have all of the intel. Mm -hmm. uh, he also 
told me about that, which is uh, enemy intel mechanics are surprisingly involved, but basically they're mostly set order in which info is revealed, and there are different ways to get info points, including just fighting and defeating that type of enemy. Libra doesn't give enough points to reveal anything usually, though. Libra scopes always do, in addition to affecting all enemies in battle. So Libra scopes, uh. consumable items, but are usually the way to go versus the... Uh, the technique uh, okay. just because you get more data out of it and it uses on every enemy there so it's not like other games where you just scan once and then you have all the information you okay need. it might be that you have to get hit with a certain attack to understand like what's mm. going on if you're only using libra so that was really cool Shout wow. out to for thank you expert. always sharing his vast amount of knowledge on this game that's great that's that's really cool actually yeah i didn't know i didn't know about the info points that's, yeah yeah very that's cool. cool that works but uh, I did mine in uh, 2 minutes 29. Nice. And for spoils, we get the Omni Kit. We get the Omni Kit Ooh, and we get Omni Lenora's kit. Garage. Yeah, we do. So Lenora's Garage, uh, you should go into your data log, or not your data log, but your uh, their description. It says, uh, scrap parts, you name them, we got them. Noob manuals not included. With bargains like these. <laughs> it says N00B. That's so funny. With bargains like these, shops IRL are no match for Lenora's. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, our little shops are no match for Lenora's. Oh, okay, I see what's going on. They're making a Lenora's <laughs> yeah, joke. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but the Omni Yeah, but uh, the Omni Kit is a kit containing tools for weapon and accessory customization. So we yes. finally can upgrade our weapons. Yes. Very exciting until I started upgrading my weapon and I was like, oh my God, this looks fucking terrible. <laughs> oh, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind upgrading the weapon. I, I, it's I like very the convoluted and it's very much like I feel like I'm wasting shit and not optimizing enough and I'm worried that it'll like lock me out of sh shit late game. Do we want to talk about it? Go ahead and talk about it now as like a last thing in the episode or... Yeah, what do you guys think? I mean, we could also go more in-depth with it next week since this one is running Either a little way. bit long. I feel like that's a, a whole topic that we'll probably okay, okay. take a little bit of talking about. But sure, we'll do it next time. Look then. forward to seeing what the uh, enigmatic fluid can get us oh, I can't in wait a to practical put... sense other than a yeah, lot of Yeah, I can't wait to come on all of my weapons. Can <laughs> <laughs> um, you imagine like a, you know, like a blacksmith, like when they create something, they'll like dip it in oil or whatever. So uh -huh. <laughs> there's just like a big vat of cum. <laughs> Man, there's probably dipping so a sword many, into it. There's probably so many Americans who say that shit, like not ironically. And What, dipping a, vat, a sword into a vat of cum? No, just I can't wait to oh. cum on all my weapons. Oh. <laughs> I was like... I was like, I can't imagine that there's that many like cum blacksmiths out there, but like, <laughs> yeah, it's a, like I'm not, I don't have my. America was pulse. built on the back of uh, <laughs> cum smiths. <laughs> cum smiths. Yeah, you gotta, you know, anodize it and cum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, the medic roll is now available. Lightning, the commander roll is now available to us. Oh, you yeah, know what? I remember what? seeing the medic roll for lightning, and I was like, that seems useless in my. No, opinion. no, I'm, no, sure, I'm was, sure it's not. I was getting sure ready to not. say. I, I I was I'm always surprised how good of a medic lightning is because her personality would make you think that like oh that's gonna be the last one that she gets. <laughs> it's it's also the kind of thing too where um I mean every roll unlocks a new like Skyrim uh, upgrade tree so you at least get more HP and strength and magic and all of that so it's always worth it for that. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't realize until you said it in this episode, Curtis, is that certain um, members of your party will have the same role but different moves and yeah. stuff. So it's like, yeah, like 
that makes perfect sense. Lightning might have some really good um, moves in the medic thing that Hope or Vanille might not get right away or something. So I'm excited sure. to see how it goes. And again, like my brain is always just kind of stuck in like Final Fantasy tropes, which this game is definitely not doing because I'm like, oh yeah, Lightning, she's going to be the physical attacker. I need to like oh, try yeah. and invest in her strength and always use, you know, bravery on her or whatever. But it's like, no, there's going to be some situations where it makes more sense for her to be using magic attacks. I think I could be wrong about this. I think most of her Ravager skills are the strikes, I yeah. believe. So I think she so is kind far of physical right have. now. Yeah. yeah. Also, I didn't know if uh, y'all noticed this. She doesn't seem to do the backflip and then shoot people anymore when I play. Yeah, it might be. I mean, Snow doesn't use Why his grenades anymore. She doesn't do her cool flip uh, shoot. I was thinking maybe she doesn't do it because she has ruin now and it like interrupts the the fl you know what I mean? Like maybe yeah, like because I, I'm sure she doesn't start certain, a combo until ruin's done. There's probably certain moves like that that are early game only, I, I would imagine. Because mm. I mean this game just kind of opens up and gets so wild with it. Even even now, just like four chapters in, it's gotten so much drastically different with that how the mechanics work. So that wouldn't yeah, surprise me yeah. at all. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well anyway, should we cut it there? Yeah, is there any more I mean, text after we beat that there's guy? There's a little bit. Like we see, you know, our party at the end of uh at the end of this battle. Um we talked about how uh Saz has commando now, right? Or did we not? Well, I did, but we mostly focused on lightning when medic. Right, okay. yeah. I mean, yeah, but Saz having commando is very exciting for me because I my brain is always just like, ooh, physical attacks. Saz um, has a incredible blitz, just FYI. His I'm, blitz I'm excited is so too, good. I, <laughs> I went into the Crystarium and I saw his blitz and I was like, that's going to be really dope. I'm excited to see that. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you what it is right now because it's great. <laughs> is that okay? Sure. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like lightning does a move centered around herself, like a Zelda slash, right? And uh, Saz takes his guns, turns them both sideways. So one's oh, over so top cool. of the other one. And then he starts on his left side and then continuously shoots them to his right side. Right. And the idea is that like in that spray, everybody in like a, cone in front of him is going to get hit right which is which is like a really cool thing but when we start fighting really big enemies like like large bosses they're so big that just every one of the bullets hits the enemy or if they're like right in front of him they'll just soak up all the damage and he fires so many times because in a normal fight when there's like a bunch of enemies and they're like somewhat far away he shoots a ton just to make sure that every enemy gets hit once or twice right yeah so there's like a lot of possible damage that goes out there, assuming that only a couple will hit and it'll still be worth it. But when you have a big enemy or an enemy's right in front of you, they just get hit like 30 times in a row. It's insane. And so like awesome. if you can get them right in front of a boss that's staggered, you can just watch their HP go like boom. So what you're saying <laughs> is Saz has just unlocked Dark Beat from Dark Souls 1. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Speaking of Saz, I noticed sometimes he has a rifle in like some attacks and it's oh, baffling. Yeah. It, it, I'm not sure if his guns like lock into each other and turn into a rifle like how, you know, lightning sometimes Like has how a real rifle. guns work? <laughs> but it just sometimes and it was like, wait, where did that rifle come from? He just like whipped it out of like maybe that he can like lock the two guns together. But oh, that's so cool because I'm not really paying attention to like what the characters are actually doing. There's so much to pay attention to in battles that like most of the time I will not even see the uh the animations until i'm going back and and watching what i did which even then i i didn't notice the rifle you got too much accounting to do with all the yeah <laughs> there's so much and and a time limit to do it all in but uh yeah after this uh boss fight uh saz says uh pulse is crawling with things like that 
isn't it? Got me. Not even the Corps has access to intel on Pulse. Soldiers in the field fight blind. God, I love, I also love just the idea of like, nobody knows what's on Pulse. Like, yeah, Pulse is hell true. and everything, but not even the Guardian Corps actually knows what's down there. Yeah, but uh, it says, uh, yeah, I noticed that, but uh, don't you need to know exactly what you're up against? Which is a very good question. Um, uh, Lightning just says, target's a target. Um, mm, it says, mm. just like, oh, you like to uh, keep it simple, huh? She's just like, oh, I stick to my goal. Oh, yeah, and then Hope is like, oh, so if you have a goal, you can keep going, you know, like. Yeah. He's like, he's like a little inspired by that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Lightning just says, like, she, she cuts him off and she's like, no, you can stay alive. Like, yeah, yeah. She's not really, like, necessarily concerned with fighting, I get from that. It's more so, like, no, I can stay alive. Like, mm. if I have a goal, I can stay alive. If I don't have a goal, what's the point of fighting? Yeah, yeah. Surviving. Surviving. Just gotta just make it in the big old world. <laughs> it's like in Shaun of the Dead when they're talking. It's like, oh, how are you doing? Huh, surviving. And then <laughs> like, run into each other at the end of the movie and have the exact same conversation, but it's a completely different context. <laughs> oh, how are you doing? Oh, surviving. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, that is where we will leave it. And then I don't know how long the next episode is supposed to go as well. There's a there's basically like the hope lightning chunk. The, their field And trip. then the... Yeah, and then the field trip between Saz and Vanille. And they're both pretty long, but I think that maybe it's mostly gameplay. And so maybe mm -hmm. if we we could probably do both uh, with just the cutscenes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think we really have to talk about mechanics too much. We will with lightning, I think. Yeah. Because there's a special something that happens yeah. on their field trip. Yeah. Good God, yeah. Yeah. And then uh Saz and Vinyl's one is mostly gameplay. This this game's full of games. It's full of games. There's all yeah, these. Yeah, Curtis said games. that this game didn't have any mini games, but uh <laughs> it turns I was out the whole game when, is just <laughs> when we get to the next part. <laughs> <laughs> she gets her flat iron and we can uh go play Final Fantasy Golf. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, dude. Um yeah, all right. Well, in that case, I would say that if you're playing along with us, I would go ahead and finish out Chapter 4. That's that's what I would assume. Like, go ahead and finish the yeah. salves. Yeah, I think it looks. It feels like we're trying to kind of split up these chapters uh, in half. Yeah, trying mm -hmm. to, yeah. We're trying. It, the, the game doesn't exactly give you good start and stop points. But you know what, though? I'm glad that we're out of the fucking hanging edge, finally. Yep. So it's been two months. It's been two months in that place. I'm tired of this green. Oh my gosh. And I get it. One area was called Lake Brescia. It doesn't matter. We're still in the hanging edge. We're on the bottom <laughs> of hanging edge. It's floating edge. There is crystals at the bottom of the hanging edge. <laughs> it is it's also kind of under interesting. The crystals, that, like, bunch of fucking bass. <laughs> we were in we were underground for the first three chapters. And then our first chapter above ground, it's nighttime. <laughs> mm -hmm. So like We've been kind of in darkness the whole game. Oh, we we got a, a good look at the sun up close. We did. We did true. see a beautiful sky and something floating in the uh, in the sky as well. Which you know, I think we may have seen that in some of these cutscenes. Something looks like an amoeba glowing in the sky. Mm. Yeah, it might have been the the thing that we saw. Which I think at this point you could know what it is by reading the data logs. Actually, in the very very next scene, the first scene we get to <laughs> tomorrow or oh not yeah. tomorrow but next week, literally we'll have this. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. how about that? All right. It's Donald Duck. Well, <laughs> I've ordered some McDonald's and I'm excited to get it. It's McDonald's Duck. 
It's McDonald's duck. Lightning is running this McDonald's like a fucking an <laughs> army. <laughs> Alex, would you like to come in like a wrecking ball? Footnote, that attack that the dreadnought does is called wrecking ball. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, thank you again to Masashi Hamauzu for the game music. Always good. I don't have any tidbits on it this episode. Um, yeah, we're just going to make up a Hans Zimmer fact about how he's fucked up. <laughs> Han, Hans Zimmer's like holding like an Akai keyboard in his hands and just saying, I'm so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Hans Zimmer famously said, I can't wait to come on all my instruments. <laughs> just fucking shout out to all the cumsmiths out there. Yeah, rate, review. <laughs> yeah, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes <laughs> or Spotify. Yeah, after you heard that, how could you not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to leave a review after Cumsmiths? I <laughs> uh, can leave us a message at 530 Materia. Leave us a message us. Ne- uh, letting us know what the most enigmatic fluid you've ever drenched your weapon in is. You're going to get a lot of discussion about Taco Bell, I bet. <laughs> yeah, that's what the whetstone's wet with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find us at EveryFNFF on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, join our Discord. And uh, according to our Insta poll, nearly 90% of the Cocoon citizens agree with the handling of the podcast. (laughs) 70% of the response say they would also support additional podcasts were the need to arise. (laughs) I heard it here first. Bye, 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 b